All right. Well, we're back with another episode. We're up to 24 now. So you've got uh, one a month for the last year and this one, if you want to figure it that way. Anyway, I got Steve and Craig, and uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into this dark, dark and, winter. And <laughs> later on, we have we have the, the amazing cousin of Balto. Uh, Baldo. 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 It's not no, Balto. Bal- Balto's Balto, the cartoon. Balto, I said it was yeah. a cousin. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So, just to start out, we'll uh, we'll go with the hot, hot newness of uh, multiracial whiteness. <laughs> I this still... woman is nuts. Is it Christine, Christina Beltran on uh, on the Washington Post. <laughs> to understand Trump support, we just we. We must think in terms of multiracial whiteness. Yep. And and uh, by the way, when you say multiracial, when she says multiracial whiteness, she doesn't mean like oh, there's like different varieties of Northern Europeans. No, she's talking about the Latinos and and uh, and uh, African Americans and and such. And so basically the buttons and all that. So so specifically, specifically, this is highlighted with a picture of the leader of the Proud Boys, who is Afro Cuban. Yeah, the guy know. doesn't have a drop of whiteness in him, and he constantly is getting arrested. And it's got to be the worst PR for all of these people who want to call the Proud Boys white supremacists, because the leader of the entire organization is not white or white supremacist. But his shirt specifically says in this picture, American supremacist. Right. And Which let, I can get by. Uh, let me make sure I can <laughs> pronounce his name correctly. Is that Enrique Parrio? I believe that's correct. The, uh, the appropriately... Ethnically I mean, pronounced sure. name. Sure. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Eric. But, I guess. So, so, so they argue. The the article is trying to argue that we need to sit there and and think of white as a non-white thing. Oh. So, and this, and the is, this person, is the catch. The other person uh, of the other person of chief interest here is the person of one of the organizers of Stop the Steal, Alexei Alexander, who is a black Arab. Yep. Just uh, not even close to to European in any sense. Right, not not white in the, not white in a single drop sense. Like just these are so the people that they're talking about being white when they say whiteness shit. So what's ended up happening is the most prominent movements in favor of Donald Trump tend to all be leaded and headed up by non-white people. <laughs> that's, that's it's really screwing with their narrative. I think that's what's going on. So they they yeah. wanna they can't let it go though. They can't say. Yeah. They can't say it's not white supremacist anymore because they spent so much damn time mm. drumming that shit oh, up. Yeah, no, and now that they made the boogeyman and the boogeyman's just evaporated in front of them. Like, no, 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 no. We have to get the sheet. We need to let's scoop up as much as we can. Yep. Pack it into this white supremacist model. And if you want to talk about the, the absolute biggest loss this election cycle, it was Trump's response to the critical race theory question in the first debate because that's exactly what this is. Right. Critical race yeah, theory this is, is critical race theory gone completely wild. No, yeah. I mean like this is critical race theory. That yeah. that's what it is, right? Like so they they This is you know, it without the mask on. This yeah. is this is yeah, this is this is all this this is critical race theory. This is the fundamental difference between tolerance and and uh, acceptance and, and all those other things. This is literally so critical race theory believes that, you know, basically 
white is a, a, a matter of thought. It's not. It's not what you're born with, right? So you can be a white supremacist, and when you're when they say you're a white supremacist, it's not that you're a white person advocating for white people, or that you're a. When they say that you're a racist, they're not even saying that you're a racist in the sense that you actually like disagree with or demote non-white people. Critical race theory is based around the idea that concepts like objectivism. Uh, you know, the, the, basically the entire enlightenment is a product of whiteness, and therefore it's inherently bad. It's a whole string of, of it's uh, insanity, illogical yeah. fallacies. The one drop rule is a together. very important thing as well. Yeah, that's the fun thing, isn't it? We're right back to that fucking uh, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. You have the one drop assholes from back like before the '60s, and then you have the one drop assholes from after the '80s. Yep. But that's that's the that's the thing that's what we're seeing here, and I, you know you want to turn around. So I want to, I want to start here. I am an atheist, and it matters for what I say next. I honestly think that one of the biggest downsides to the Enlightenment and to a to our society is the separation of of uh, the divergence away from religion, because what is very clear here <laughs> is that human beings. Now, maybe not all human beings, but a significant portion of human beings require some sort of good versus evil dichotomy playing out in a fantastical stage that is non-realistic. And at least when it was confined within religion, right, <laughs> with Satan and God, you know, you could just be the crazy person who's sitting there and talking about how Satan is influencing people to do bad things. Now they've just replaced Satan with white people. And it or sounds, gender, it's, or gender. It is possible that it could just be the fact that you're male. Mr. Male. Sure. But it, at the end of the day, that, that's what it is. This all looks to me to be a non-theistic religion, right? Well, that's what communism did. That's what Marxist communism was. Mm-hmm. The goal of it was is uh, to make the state the religion. And you can right. see this happening. You can see this still playing out to this day in China, where today they are going around in churches and removing the crucifixes up top. And telling them that they're too big, or they they make they uh, they outshine the uh, like the pictures of Xi Jinping or the party symbols. Uh, yeah, for the how, how you can have party. a bigger picture of Jesus than Xi. Everybody knows right. that's more important. So so they're using, they're basically doing this to make the churches harder to find. But the excuses are are that they're outshining the party with the religion. What they want is to keep the party the religion, and they did this successfully in Russia prior to the fall of communist Russia. And that, that's not to say that's not to say that when we start talking about these things that religion is inherently good, right? Because well, it's not. There's there's, there's all a kinds big of difference between there. religion and faith, right? But they're, they're when, explicitly going for the religion angle. When you are when you turn around and you take a human being away from the when when you when you take a human being away from a structured and organized religion, it looks like they create their own. And that's yeah. what we're seeing here. We're seeing we're seeing them sit there and start talking about race and gender and all of these other oh. things as if these are theoretical concepts. And it's the same kind of stuff of like, what's my purpose in the world? Like, what's the meaning of life? Shit that we dealt with in you know basically that powered the Enlightenment. Except now they're just using a different series of terms, and it's incredibly toxic and damaging. Oh, and so same, we're about to enter. We're way. about to enter the jihad stage of religion. Today. Right. So go back, go back to the communism thing again. Remember that you know if we can even just talk about it in the context of Animal Farm. Some pigs are more equal than other pigs. Mm-hmm. So the the idea that everybody is going to be equal in some sense in that way gets broken oh. up by this by this desire to form these hierarchical structures. Uh, the, a Republican form of government as is 
is really kind of the and I don't mean in a partisan sense. I mean in the structure sense. As in the republic. Which, by the way, America is a republic. It is not a democracy. It is a republic with democratic principles. It's a democratic, constitutional, federal republic. Right. As opposed to to an oligarch or a monarch, we are a republic, as in a series of people get together and make decisions rather than one dude being in charge of the whole shebang. And the other thing is that we recognize that having everybody decide on one thing makes a big problem for the people – the few people in a small area who might feel differently about it than, uh, say, the other side of the country. Well, the the, other side, you can't have a straight democracy, which is what they're advocating for, uh, because they're trying to abolish the Electoral College, as you might have seen. That won't won't work. Well, you know – well, I won't, but at the same time... The, the, the Electoral agree. College is literally built into the Constitution. If they, yeah, want, to they, want, to, they it, want to pass an amendment, they, that's literally what they just did. They passed a resolution calling for an amendment. If they if they open up the floor to an amendment, you're going to need to get the majority of states to sign off on right, it, and that won't happen. happen. But the fact so, that they have the balls to suggest that as a fucking amendment right now... Yeah, but I mean... When, everybody off, and their mother, when, stuff. when everyone and their mother right now wants term limits on the same fuckers suggesting it... Right. Tell you the kind of balls they've got on them right now. Well, that's, they got that's, the presidency. They got the they got the the um, Senate and the House. Well, speaking I mean, of uh, they're going Stones, to expand I mean, the uh, judiciary. Let's just go ahead and talk directly about Ocasio Cortez and uh, her Truth and Reconciliation Council. Oh yeah, that's a good one too, isn't it? She uh, she wants to uh, just the exp- I, I didn't know that we had deradicalization camps or parties, if you will. Uh, you know, summer camps fun. Fun times for all. Uh, but she wants to double, triple, quadruple, or just increase funding because none of these things other than that meant increase. She speaks like a fucking retard. I can't handle it sometimes. Well, anyway, I mean, she, wants to, she wants to increase funding for the radicalization programs in mass. Oh, and by the way, I have an update on our previous reporting as to the Ocasio-Cortez oh. shoe situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Though it was presented that one Mr. Ben Shapiro stole those shoes, it has been revealed <laughs> that he did not, in fact, steal those shoes. They Wait, were we not burgled by uh No, by I don't ben think Shapiro. so. Okay, I didn't know that he was involved in that in any way, but that is hilarious. Uh, there was I, a, you know what, did he, like, did, he pull up, like, a, did he pull a pair up on his, uh, his podcast and say, here they are, or what? Because that would have been funny by itself. They pull the pair up and go, here they are. By the way, here's my sponsor, blah, 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 and then takes a big, deep whiff out of the middle of them. <laughs> I, that would be oh classic Shapiro. That would that would be classic Shapiro. <sighs> he's a, poor Ben. He's a, yeah, he's poor, poor Ben and his short man syndrome. <laughs> he is very, very short. He is. He's very short. I think he's even shorter than Charlie Kirk. Although his face is not as small. Yes, Charlie is cursed with a very small face. Bless his small face heart. (laughs) Do you remember those those fucking small face memes from from presidential candidate binders? No. Small small face Romney. You don't remember the small face Mitt Romney's? Oh, I I do not. God, those were funny. Those were really funny. I remember magic underwear. That's what I remember about Romney. Oh, man, yeah. But there was tiny face Mitt was a thing for a while. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, that's funny. yeah no, that that actually was a that thing. That was probably that. that was probably like pre me actually getting into the internet. Well, like, that would be deep, that would have been deep into the chan. Right? That would have been 2012. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, that would have been yeah, that would have been 2012. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, I guess well, this is, it was fairly commonplace. Like it start it kicked off around like mid 2011, I think, a little earlier than that, but. Yeah, political memes are generally some of the best that have been around. Yeah, but, uh, well, now yeah, you I don't can't know. Quite do those. I don't know. I'm I'm partial to engineering memes. Well, yeah, but that's because they're the only ones you fucking look at. That's that's also true. Yes, Rod, your horizons. No, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. You're not allowed because, to do that. Because when I dig I... into the internet, I find terrible things like maps, <laughs> and they're hiding everywhere. <laughs> Aren't they just? What? Aren't you, just... Are you not into cartography? Yeah. No. Nobody's into cartography. Certainly not that kind of cartography. Let's <laughs> turn three into the football, kids. Fall mm. oh, well. the dotted line to my van. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know That's if it's exactly awful. the right segue, but, I mean... Since we're talking about this uh, dystopian world in which we find ourselves, we should probably... Well, I mean, what are we right. supposed to, t- to say? Uh, the, the socialist wants to sit there and put people in camps. Whoopee! Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, wants to I go mean, straight up now, right away. Right? She, like, wants, she like, wants her own Uyghurs. She's not... She's jealous. You know, the, the, this is... And I, I really want this to stand as the moment where, like, all of those little shits who come out and say, we've never tried real socialism... We, we should just be able to point to that and say, yeah, yeah, this is what they do every time. No, here's the thing. We have tried it, and every time it's failed. Yeah, people That is die your evidence. Like, businesses you can't get say we haven't tried it when we have. Well, but, but, but here you have, well, like, right, so here you have these American socialists who think that they, mm-hmm. can, they can grab a new American socialist and they aren't going to commit a mass genocide. Oh, and she is a card-carrying member of the PSA, recall. So, I don't know. Like, it's not like they can deny – they can't just, like, deny right. she exists. When there's all this fucking evidence that exi- – I mean, they can because that's what they do every fucking time. But, like, you know, you can at least punch them in the face with recent quotes of hers. Right. Well, I mean, and, and that's kind of the thing is at the end of the day – Oh, I'm sorry. That, right? that counts as fighting words, right? Right. Like, at the end of the day, like anymore. They, they turn around and they say it doesn't it, – it, it's only – you know, these, these are not real evidence of socialism. Yeah. This is not how socialists think. This is not – we really want this, this brave utopia where everybody's happy and equal and it's all about somehow having a 48-hour day and a 24-hour period and these weird concepts of numbers that I, I still don't like. It breaks my mind every time I dive into socialism. That's because you don't, know how to, you don't know how to get into practice, man. I just I, – I don't know how to get into what? <laughs> Well, you know how, like, most sane people would talk about practical uh, applications or practical implementation? They talk about praxis, as in you're practicing what you're doing. Like, it, it, and so the actual practice of socialism is praxis. So instead of saying finding something in practice, they'd say you have to f- you're finding something in praxis. P-R-A-X-I-S. Google is this that like shit. a Mexican thing? Was, no, no, no. This is like a Google it, and you're going to see a lot of stupid shit come out of nowhere. So is this like a uh, – Pretty much everything uh, that you tell me to go Google is <laughs> always stupid shit coming out of nowhere. And about half of it is shit that I never wanted to see to start with. Well, Did Mr. Villagetti tell you about this? You are, you are the Enlightenment version of Meat Swing. That is what you are, Craig. <laughs> I don't know if I should take that title or not. 
but I'm going to accept it as a as a victory, a very small one. Well, you know, I, I, we could throw a party, <laughs> maybe a lemon party, right? Uh, you know, I, I try not to make him choke to death. That's all. I uh, I I will say that that there was that time where I was in college and I I. Like I broke out of my little shell, my little bubble, and I was excited to to see this brand new world. And then I saw how bad it gets and how quickly it gets there. And I decided to to step away from Twitter for a good many many years, and not not actually like dig into any of these internet platforms because a most of them didn't exist, and b every single time you saw some stuff that you just you couldn't unsee, and then. And then Gabergate happened, and then I got thrown right back into it, and you're like, ah, oh, well, I, I really want to defend the ability oh, to no. play what I want to do. <laughs> oh, the, uh, in the more words of Carl it's not Johnson, that bad, but it could not be. You know what? You know what the worst one was? The guy who was like putting a jar up his ass, and it broke. Oh, yeah, that was a bad moment. Like I hope that guy survived. I really do. But like, I, what are you gonna do when you show up? And you're like a couple courts low, and you're in the emergency room. You're like, yeah, I got a whole bunch of broken glass in my ass. You could say I lost the bet. <laughs> I don't know if there's really a, a good way of approaching the explanation. I really don't. I, I don't. I, don't I think, think you just kind of have to one. say. I think you just kind of have to shrug, <laughs> stare them directly in the eyes. Yeah, that's yep. probably the safest thing. Oh, uh, you know, know, speaking of a shrug, you guys saw the. Uh, the tweet by ADL from earlier today on their their, uh, their blog garbage on Doxing, right? No, no, I don't really follow them because um, because they're complete pieces of shit, and no. I don't want them in my life, whatever. I I rank I rank the ADL right up there with the SPLC. Yeah, uh, I mean I neither neither of them, them neither of them actually do what yet. they're supposed to what their title says they do. And everybody gives them a whole bunch of authority with absolutely zero reason. Like ADL actively defames people, so I'm really not seeing how they're helping. Well, right? That, and they were also formed to uh, defame some black kids because some guy fiddled some kids and I think murdered them. I believe murdered them right. and tried to pin them. And you see, there's that whole guys. thing where they're supposedly like, you know, I like that. Like, you know, there's, you know, there's obviously there's the fact that a lot of people involved are Jewish. And speaking as a Jewish person, like. The last thing any Jewish person wants to do is be associated with the fucking ADL, because like they're they they give every goddamn Jew a bad name, every fucking one of us. It's awful. Disavow. Excellent. Good to hear. It's like it's like imagine if uh, a fucking black guy came out with watermelon chicken and was shucking and jiving and said, "I represent all black Americans." Like you just I remember you don't when like... Kanye made that video. You know, <laughs> actually not joking. Right. Well, I understand. Right. Like, you know, right. imagine, I will say, imagine that feeling where you're just you're just appalled that this fucking exists, and you're just I, like, how do I how do I tell these people to fuck off in a way that you, doesn't get me arrested? I I understand that you don't want to be associated with it. It gives you a bad name, but if you well, come to New York, like Cuomo can give you a gold star. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's 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 doing things he's doing things well up there. I hear. He's a real gas at parties, I know. Yeah, yeah. He, well, it he turns, out, turns out that he took a look at the $50 gas. billion dollars the state's in a hole and said, hey, maybe we should probably unfuck the economy. Well, <laughs> that was know, a real quick discussion. He might have been yeah. thinking about where he could uh, maybe 
source some funds. You know, there, I I hear there's a group that he's been uh, wanting to intern lately. Maybe he could uh, get some gold. Maybe he could take some. Uh, he could take some uh, some some premature loans and uh, some uh, some some levies on some of their holdings. There you saying? know what? Yeah. If New York know. just sat there and sunk all of its money into Bitcoin at the beginning of the year, they would oh, have been yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, it's plummeting again, right? Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. Got to read the thing. Let me uh, let me actually do this here. The although it's actually, I think I think it stopped plummeting. I don't know what the hell happened. I, it somehow it went that down might from financial institution thing. What do you mean? Well, I know that several of them were planning on trying to plug in to try and keep it up. Yeah, so it says 35 right now on Coinbase. Wow. Yeah, it went from 40 to 30. So if you look back a ways on the, uh, you'll see that there's a, a similar peak. It's probably going to go back up and not quite hit 40. Hmm. This is that. Oh part. yeah, it's a decaying signal. Yeah, this is this is that part I was talking about where it's like a gambler's bit. People can will jump in, it'll go back up a bit, and then it'll go back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean it's gonna basically. But it, it has it hasn't really gone well. Actually, dealing with. It did go back up to forty <clears throat> once. Right. Right. This past week, once it hit forty again, but it hit like forty-two, and then it fell all the way to thirty. And then uh, it's basically gone to forty and thirty six, and now I then it went up to the like thirty eight, now it's down to thirty four. I hope is that we're seeing the end of a stabilization, but it's not going to. I mean, not no. really, not with Bitcoin. It it'll only mm-hmm. get moments of stability. It's just well, I mean, so again, it's, the hope is that this is a, a ring down to a stable, uh, stable value for a little while, and then maybe it'll go back up. But I don't see that happening. I mean, if it does, it'd be really cool and all, but. Well, there's too much uncertainty for it not to happen. I mean, one way or the other. Well, you got to keep in mind, right, that it was three thousand dollars at the beginning of this year. Well, last year. It is last year. Sorry, whatever. Less than a year ago, it was three thousand dollars. Nine months ago, it was three thousand dollars. It's at thirty-six right now, right? There is a whole lot of bitcoins. That have been bought and held from three thousand to thirty six thousand. Yeah. Right. There's a ton of them that have been bought and held all the way up. Those people can exit at any time for a massive windfall profit. And there is absolutely zero. The only thing keeping them in the market. Market has support. Right. As the only thing that they are still there and they are still holding those coins for is because they're expecting it to go. They're they're waiting for it to either start to go down, at which point they'll dump. Yeah. Or. They're hoping that it reaches a stable point, at which point they can exit with the maximum profit. But those people, they've already made their money, and if you're talking about going from 30-some-odd thousand down to 3,000, that, that's a really long fall with a whole lot of people who can take a profit. Oh, yeah. You've got a long ways to go. Even with the even with the craziness of the swings in Bitcoin, you'd have a lot of time to be able to capitalize on your opportunity. Yeah. Then you have right. people who bought in at like twelve thousand, bought in at twenty thousand, bought in at right. thirty thousand, and bought all in of at them. 40. Well, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if you the, the the point is that at three, right, three, ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty, yeah. all of that stuff. That's a ton of bitcoins that are being bought and being held. Yeah. And so there's the, all of that stuff can go right back out to the market because there's still a lot of people right now. Who've already looked back and seen, oh my God, if only I'd bought well, it in March. Institutions are really thirsty right now for them because they see that the way they can you can control the price by moving supply around like that. Yep. And the whales, you know, when they dump and they pull back up, institutions might hold, and that'll drive the price way up. 
but then they might dump again and then take a cut. And that, that kind of short-term gaming is going to cause a lot more volatility than they expect because uh, other people know how to do this shit. You know, it's not like stocks so much where there's a lot it's a lot harder to get the kind of liquidity. Well, with stocks, right, stocks have an underlying value to the asset, right? Yeah, kind of. A lot of a lot, well, I mean, a lot of people don't really understand what it is, right? Fundamentally, you're holding a share of a company. So right. based on what that company is worth, unless it's Tesla, in which case it's powered by fucking fairy dust and nonsense, right? <laughs> if you are if you're buying something a share of ExxonMobil, right? There are X number of shares. You are buying whatever percentage of the total number of shares that you hold, and that is all of their refineries, all of their equipment, all of their profits, all of that stuff. And well, so that, that is that, the money that they have accrued from selling out those shares at the beginning. Right. That's not the actual physical company unless the company liquidates under bankruptcy. Well, I mean, still though, you, you still technically own. Well, imagine, imagine this. <clears throat> imagine this completely implausible scenario. Uh, a company decides to do an IPO and say, just for sake of simplicity, they have a hundred shares that they sell. Imagine if they just, and again, implausible. So no company is going to do this because it would be stupid to do this. But imagine you know what? Fuck you, held... Greg. Let's start a company and we'll sell 100 shares. No, no. Imagine the company then held the money that was that, uh, they sold the shares for and did yep. nothing with that money. And then later on, the price changes and blah blah blah. Doesn't matter what it changes to. If you know, you can even drop the contracts this way to make it completely pointless. Those shares could be each you know sold for a dollar in the IPO. And you have a hundred dollars hanging out, and then the people come back and say, "Well, I want to trade in my shares for my part of the company," and they're going to say, "Here's your dollar for each of the shares." Right. So, the fact of the matter is that a company takes that money and boosts their ability to expand and earn more right off the bat, and so of course that money goes away. When you start talking about selling your shares back, or you know, that's a part of the company that you now own, like it's not really, it's it's really not a whole lot different from Bitcoin in that sense. Like the biggest difference is that it's regulated heavily by the U.S. government. Well, and that's that. there's there's well, a little bit more to it than that. Actual, you know, thing. You, well, it's there's way more to it, definitely. But, like, right. just say, like, like, you know, you can't go to, with a Disney share, you can't go in and say, where's my square foot? The, and that's, that's true. Yes, that's true. But at the same time, you also get to vote on matters of, mm -hmm. of uh, what the business is going to so do. You get ERC to do all of those. ERC-20s are more akin to that is probably a better way to put it because ERC-20s is the, the smart contracts. I mean, uh, personally, personally, F is just a better long-term coin than Bitcoin. Yeah. That now, is, Tron is trying to, Tron's trying to come in and take over with TRC-20s. Uh, as their as their smart contracts, and the thing is, like, uh, Tron's controlled. Memory serves. Tron's the one that's controlled by China, and I don't think I want to have anything to fucking do with that. Well, so so here's here's the weird thing with a lot of these other altcoins, right? For the stop, pup, go away. <laughs> he just I, I, we're out. The chicken fingers are gone. Just trying to offer some advice on economics, man. Jeez. Yeah, well, I mean, he, his his advice on on economics is there were ten chicken fingers, and now there are zero chicken fingers with my share of the chicken fingers. Mm, Text the mail. Yeah. Uh, 
you need to release, but I mean, at the, at the end of the day, that, that one thing that I don't really understand with a lot of these altcoins is so so I've I've held altcoins in the past, right? Yeah. I've actually built programs that were for arbitrage of those coins, and I've lost probably more than I gained. I know I've lost more yeah. than I've gained, certainly because I, I I kept my stuff on exchanges. So when everything right. tanked, yep, you know I it lost everything lost. there, but. I would still – I would use the altcoins, and the altcoins are used for one, for one thing and one thing only, and that is to trade between other altcoins. And it, it, I mean altcoins for the most part are a scam. So when oh, you start okay. talking so, about I – I should cut in here with a, with a caveat on that. When you say most altcoins, that's literally true. There's a handful of altcoins that people know about, yes. trust, and are actually useful. There, okay. there are them which are pump and dump scams. There, there, that is true, right? So, and so some of them are some of them are just like people fucking around. Like, I made a coin I called Chan Coin, and I made another coin I called Tard Shards. You can imagine how useful they were, right? So, so uh, nine times out of ten, the alt. Let, let's actually let's dive into some of the specifics for crypto. I think that would be that'd be kind of an interesting thing. So, for for most for for Bitcoin, Bitcoin is is gold because it's the first one of its kind. It has a very impressive encryption algorithm. It was the foundation of block of, of blockchain technology. Um, beautiful system for transferring assets around. The downside to Bitcoin that wasn't really envisioned at its start was that uh, as time goes on, so so basically there's two ways. Let's actually dive into how you make money or how you make bitcoins from bitcoins, right? So everybody has heard about mining, and mining does two things. One, you get a, a block reward if you happen to basically guess the, uh, the the computational block, right? So you'll get, what is it, 12 right now? 12? I thought it was less. Is it, is it less? I don't yeah, know. I think so, yeah. Whatever it is, you get a chunk That's of rewards. You get, a, you get a reward, right. Then on top of that, you also get a processing fee associated yeah. with Those are the, the amount big of ones yeah right now. So 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 back in the day, you used to get huge amounts of coins with new coins, brand new minted coins. Block. Yeah, if you used to get fifty per block for new blocks at the right. very beginning, you get fifty per block, which was nuts. And then and then get you'd get a each each block would contain all of the transactions that were happening in it, and there was a specific amount of time for those transactions to occur, and they would all line up in the in the block, and everything would be so basically uh, people would generate random numbers. When there weren't a lot of transactions, all you really got was your block rewards. But yeah. as Bitcoin has evolved, uh, a, a larger share of the revenue from solving a block comes from a portion of Bitcoins that you pay for in a transfer to actually load it into the block. Back uh, back in 2018, one of the problems that you had, if you wanted to move Bitcoin, right, at a peak time on a peak day, it could cost as much as $50 to move <laughs> Bitcoins between one account and another account. It doesn't matter where you're moving them to or where you're moving them from. That well, was the that, cost that of putting it on the blockchain. So, so here's the thing. You can, you can submit basically whatever fee you want, but – the way that a, a, a person, the way that a miner uh, organizes things, is basically by fee and by weight, or or, or um, by by size of transaction, so the amount of memory involved. Yes. So, in a combination of those two things, if you're uh, the bigger the the weight of the of the transaction, <clears throat> excuse me, the bigger the weight of the transaction, 
the more expensive it is for the miner and the less incentive they have to to uh, do it. And then the more uh, the, the less you want to pay for that transaction, the less likely that it's going to show up at the head of the line. Right. So we'll organize in order of decrease. They'll organize in order of decreasing fee, and in order of increasing block size, and right. they'll shave off the top of whatever's going to be processed, like the first ten thousand or whatever, and they'll just use that. And then here's the thing with it: is it doesn't matter which one you go to, they're all going to do some sort of lineup like that. And even if, say, there was one that does it by random order or by first come, first serve, what matters is who mines the block first as right. to whether or not your transaction is included in that block. And, so and it, is a, it is a direct open market thing. It's an open market mechanism. If you're willing to pay, like, nothing, you got to bank on somebody not only – It will take a like very – yeah, very very long time to get your transaction. And it, and it could it could also just not happen because they have expiration times. Yep. After a certain number of blocks go by, you're you're basically no while your while your transaction still existed as a request somewhere, the entire network it's not likely your transaction is going to remain because after several blocks, it's it's one of those other other factors besides the the weight of the transaction and the fee that's going to count away for away from your ability to get into the next block that's being transacted. The longer your thing hangs around, the less likely people are going to be willing to pick it up. Long well, story could, long story swift, won't. as Bitcoin becomes popular, it becomes more expensive to use, yeah. right? And so there are a handful of uh, coins that existed to alleviate that. So Litecoin is one of the, the – well, yeah. Litecoin and Feathercoin were the yeah. first two things that they were doing. They're, they're, they, they set themselves up. Specifically, so that they would be less GPU accessible. Uh, obviously, people eventually figured out a way to mine them with GPUs, but the GPUs are how how you get the majority of your hashing power. But those were designed specifically yeah. to alleviate the problems with Bitcoin in in large so scale transactions. The uh, the script algorithm requires a significant amount of memory um, in order to run. And you can't the the way it works is it's not computation um, parallelizable. Uh, you can like you can you can parallelize the entire thing by trying multiple different times in separate instances, but you can't parallelize the algorithm itself. And because of that non-parallelizability, um, you can't really generate hardware that will be able to take advantage of massive parallelism, like say a GPU, to be able to kind of work your way around the memory footprint that also comes with it. Right. So an ASIC can't. An ASIC was built for script algorithm-based coins. I actually have on. Basics but, were built for that, but they aren't. They aren't a whole lot more powerful than a CPU or a GPU. Right. Um. And and the the ASICs took longer to develop than they did for Bitcoin and the yeah. the whole bit. And then you get other other coins out there like F. Right. And F has Ethereum. a whole bunch of yeah Ethereum. Right. And F is F is designed specifically to start scaling with computational power, right? right. So A, it, it allows you to uh, start computing block times with lower energy requirements, which, which is a huge issue for Bitcoin right now. Like, yeah, it's actually a portion of China's energy like uh, production. A lot of electricity goes into just keeping oh, Bitcoin right. at thing. It's actually one of the reasons why Scandinavia, they have such a, a big success with it, because they have all that hydropower that's really cheap. Yep. And they, like Iceland has... A fantastic Bitcoin mining uh, setup going too, right? And the United States, uh, like so. So living in New York, 
I realized that there was no point in me mining because if I went to Louisiana, it'd be six cents per kilowatt hour that I'd pay versus me paying ten to twelve. Right. So literally, yeah, that's that's about what our our power costs. Wait. So ten to twelve per kilowatt hour. Per kilowatt hour, yeah. That's insane. What's yours? Let's see. When I was up in Virginia, my monthly bill. Oh, Virginia doesn't count. That's like middle of cold country. My monthly bill was like a hundred bucks a month. I think the cheapest the cheapest was Louisiana last time I checked the power rates. Um, it, it was either Louisiana was the cheapest or like had the most benefits if I rigged it to a solar rig. I was trying to figure out how to how to do it. Ohio at one time had the cheapest power in the nation. Hmm. Let's see. The average residential rate in my town is twelve point nine three cents per kilowatt hour. Uh, average. Res- okay, that's average residential electricity rate. Wait, hold on. What, what the sec? What, what the hell? Come on. What the fuck is the table? This is all coming from. Okay, residential electricity in city. So we're done. Oh man. Florida. Average is average. I might have, to, I might have to, to double check, but yeah. So so if you actually take a look at wow. the cents per kilowatt hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's it. The cost of electricity are ramping up like huge. Yeah. Well, I remember back you, when I was in like in high school. When I was in fucking high school, it was like point nine cents per kilowatt hour. It it, it was back then, but That's I think the average insane. the average in New York is something like eight cents per kilowatt That's hour. That's like a hundred. That's that's like a hundred times the cost. Massachusetts that's... is twenty two cents a kilowatt hour. Holy shit. Yeah, so so New Hampshire, when we lived there, that was one of the most expensive states to live in. So New York, yeah. we lived in New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and uh, New Hampshire was one of the most expensive, and a lot of that is actually Seabrook Station. So mm-hmm. the environmentalists back in the 60s and 70s basically actively attempted to bankrupt the nuclear power yeah. plant that they were building. Oh, and I'm down in Florida, by the way, for comparison on this. Right. So so they were trying to bankrupt the nuclear power plant. So they, they basically tied it up for years and years before they got the licensure and operating. The NRC is a little bit better than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, so, so the end result was that a whole bunch of companies went bankrupt with, like, the reactor being 80, 90-something percent complete. So the, the state mm-hmm. of New Hampshire ended up taking over the, the nuclear reactor as, as PSNH, uh-huh. Power Supply of New Hampshire, Power Supply, uh, yeah. whatever, New Hampshire. And um, and the part of the deal was they had to buy off all the debt. So they got the nuclear power plant at a fraction of the cost to run the nuclear uh, – that it would cost to build a new <clears throat> nuclear power plant. So right. it was a good deal for them. But because New Hampshire – because new, yeah, they have to pay off the debt. So a significant portion of New Hampshire's electrical rate is paying off the debt of all of these failed ventures that failed specifically because environmental activists blocked them. Um, oh nice. That's uh, that's actually kind of classic. Yep. Uh, but we uh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts oh. is listed as pretty expensive, but Massachusetts is actually really interesting because their power, their power. So so living in Massachusetts. Massachusetts power is entirely based on where you're living. So the towns and the municipalities have a lot more control over their power distribution, so they don't tend to outsource like New York does to uh, like National Grid, which is what I have. Um, but when we lived in like Holyoke, Massachusetts, our cost for electricity was like nothing. I think it cost us 30 bucks a month. Uh, so for it's actually a great segue into something else. Um, so there, one of the uh, one of the Biden 
um, executive orders. First off, of that there when he comes in is to uh, to, to, re- to revoke the climate. No, 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 no. To revoke the um, the Keystone Pipeline. Oh yeah, license. we're gonna stop building that pipeline. They oh, won. But you see, here's the thing: that's not gonna happen. They're gonna either do train or or uh, they're gonna do rail or they're gonna do trucking to get the oil across to wherever it needs to go because yeah. it's not like those it's not like those wells don't exist. Well, so all he's really going to do is create a larger carbon footprint for the oil. The, uh, the well, oil so, so this was this was back back during Obama's tenure, right? Obama was stuck between a rock and a hard place on on the Keystone Pipeline, and he delayed uh, giving well, yeah. permission on it one way or the other as long as he could because the environmental activists were basically going to sh- uh, tell him to go go pound sand, yeah. or, or basically they would shove it up his up, up his butthole if he turned around and he did uh, anything in favor of it. But the downside. Is uh, so so that's why he rejected it. Was basically he had a ton of pressure internally to to do it. The problem is that when what you have is is this is one of those things where you have a whole bunch of people who make flawed estimates. Let's call it. The environmentalists said that if you deny Keystone XL, their assumption was that all of the all of the oil sands projects oil will stay in the ground. Yeah. Right. And that was that was their whole carbon footprint argument. Flawed problem I would use. Right. Yeah, the that, only problem is fine. that's a huge amount of revenue. So Canada basically turned around and said that if you don't build it, if you don't build the Keystone XL pipeline, which will take this uh, largely sludge, right, because the oil sands oil is not particularly great. It also comes up out of the ground, by the way. So it's like it's not like it's like it's going to stay in the ground for the most part, but like it does seep up. Right. Right. It's coming out of the ground from from ground pressure. Like it's going to show up somewhere. And it's going to get either broken down by sunlight, or it's going to get broken down, but he'll walk in through it or whatever. Well, I mean, there's not not a whole lot of people that are walking up there. Okay, it is Canada. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's it's not like it's going to go away. The sunlight's going to hit it and decompose it, and it's going to, like, it's it's going to go somewhere anyway. At the end of the day, human factors being human factors, Canada has spent a tremendous amount of money to get these reserves going – to try to gain energy independence, right? Yeah. Which was was during the Obama years, we were depending on the the, uh, the like OPEC and United Arab Emirates because it was yeah. convenient to make the argument that Saudi oil was bad, and that's why we have to go to renewables. That was basically their, uh, their whole. Even thing. though Saudi oil is probably one of the better oils on the planet, it, it is one of the better oils on the planet. But the point is, more that we actually we have the ability to be energy independent. We just – they just denied all the permits, right? right? So so Canada basically turned around and said, hey, yeah, we can provide all your oil needs out of our reserves here that are kind of shitty, right? So they, they – they, like the oil sands is very interesting from an engineering standpoint because they had to they deploy a ton of technologies to get it up and running. Yeah. But then they have to – the problem that, that Canada has is that Canada doesn't have any refineries because they, they have them. no reason to. <laughs> So, so basically, why refine, why refine maple syrup into oil, right? That's that's exactly right. So, so <laughs> Canada, Canada has has a ton of these reserves. That they just basically discovered in the, the early parts of two thousands. Or why uh, you might ask? Because they're Canadian, right? Well, well they've got the yeah. priority. So, you know. <laughs> so, so back when oil price was spiking in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, which was largely because of the, uh, it. 
That's what I tried to show you, Robin. I tried to send you the ball, though. You didn't want to open the link. It's not my fault. It's amazing. <laughs> no, I just think that uh, some things have to be shared between couples, like the okay. ball. Okay, we're going to have to go to that after this. We'll, we'll get to that. We, we'll get to that. Where we is, are. We are. My, my wife, my wife actually like, paused for a moment and stared at it, which is pretty great. Has this now been – it's been dangled in front of the audience. It, it is. It is. The Baldo, the Baldo is a great – a great yes, we can. <laughs> so so in any case, but the uh, the oil sands are one of those things that it's not going away. So you have all of these activists that have basically made the assumption that if, if we don't do Keystone XL, that all of a sudden all of this oil is going to stay in the ground and – Hey, look at us. We're being green. The only problem is Canada basically said, well, I mean, either you're going to process it or we'll process it. And the United States said, hey, yeah, we'd rather take the check associated with processing your oil rather than, you know, you actually yeah. having to develop your own thing. So it was it was actually a great thing because Canada didn't have to sit there. And this is how how a lot of capitalism works, by the way, ladies and gents. A group of individuals had a resource that they couldn't process. We had the ability to process that resource. Uh, in order for Canada to sit there and actually process it themselves, it would require great expense from them to start building refineries as they're trying to get this project up off the ground. We had the excess capacity because, hey, you know, we'd rather deal with Canada than OPEC. And so, so this was what Keystone XL was. So the but, funniest thing to me about the whole thing – was the fact that the protesters would show up, camp out for like a week, shit up the terrain, and then leave. Oh, yeah, every And they would be so goddamn trashed. Like, all their, like, their literal shit and piss everywhere, let alone all their signs and all the shit that showed up in. Like, yep. they would just leave their, they just, they left so much trash behind them. You, you know what pisses me off? I'm an outdoorsman, right? So this, that right. doesn't come up a lot here. But I'm an actual outdoorsman. So my wife and I, we like to go camping. We only get to go because we're working professionals, both of us. We only get to go for a few days, maybe a week, uh, here and there. Right. We choose to go to the White Mountains in New Hampshire, which is absolutely gorgeous, right? Littleton, New Hampshire is a gorgeous area. That's where we would go. And there's a couple sites out there. You would pay like minimal money, three bucks or whatever. It was the highest it was. I think it's free now. Um, and then you could have two or three areas that you could go camp in, and it was primitive, right? So pack in, pack out. You know, it's right off a road, so you can still set up camp, but you're basically you're responsible for the site. We went out there last summer, and we found like there, Charmin Gardens is the way to put it because there was fucking toilet paper all oh over God, the woods. Nah. It was disgusting. Oh, Millennials, man. right? I stand here as a millennial. Stay fucking home, right? If you don't know yeah. how to go out in the goddamn woods, just pack <laughs> your shit and stay at home. Like I don't give a shit don't that you're a pandemic your and you're bored. Like go out to a Black Lives Matter protest, sit in a burning building, whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. But don't go out in the woods and shit up the place because people who actually do respect the outdoors really like, you know, I, I don't like camping with other people. I like being off in the middle of nowhere, and I really don't want to find your shit bucket in my campsite. Yeah, so um, when I was growing up, my dad, my brothers, and I would go out camping all the time. And that was one of the big things that got hammered into us early was don't litter. Don't leave your shit behind, you know? 
Well, the way I was always taught is you leave a campsite better than you found it. Exactly. Clean that's up after yourself. Exactly the way it's better. supposed to be. That's, well, yeah, that, I, that I, philosophy is what kept all KOAs going for as long as they were until people started shitting them up so bad they had to close. We we had we actually so so again primitive campsites. I found a Home Depot button bucket, and my wife is pretty convinced that people were just shitting oh, in the bucket and then they bucket. left the bucket behind. Oh my! Right, yeah, like we there, no. there's a little river that runs through these sites, and we use that to water the dog and like cool our beers and shit like that because it's a mountain stream, so it's like you know forty degrees year round right. or whatever. Right. No. They're fucking shitting in it, aren't they? Somebody, somebody, and I'm pretty. I, I don't want to say it was a girl because I can't prove it, but it looks like a girl. So it looks like it's some like you chick. You found a tampon, didn't you? I think there might have been a few out there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. I did see one or two, but in any case, somebody went out there. It took a shit right. in the middle of the woods. They'd wipe themselves. They'd throw it on the ground and they went back to the campsite. That's disgusting. It is incredibly disgusting, and they they'd walk like like six to twelve feet apart, so you could actually see the line. For the weekend where they'd shat, or the week that they'd been up there that where they were, went off in the woods to go shit. And instead of sitting there and digging a cat hole like a respectable human being, they're just a friggin' piece of crap. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's disgusting. And this I mean, is this is the on, thing people. that pisses this me off. This isn't India. You don't just go and shit anywhere. This is the thing that pisses me off is we have all of these uh, these these liberals from the city, right? And they go up into the middle of the woods, they talk about how environmental they are, and then they basically just shit up the entire place. Literally. They don't, they, they don't stay on the trails, they don't know how to, how to handle, like, bushwhacking, and it basically just screws it up for everybody. It's terrible. It really does. Yeah. And, yeah, and that, that matters really because the Keystone XL pipeline. Yeah, the protests at the, key, at the Keystone site were were basically they were they were emblematic of this problem. Yep. Yeah, there's there's, there's a ton of people who care about the environment without ever having ever left the city. Like they just don't they functionally do not understand how to exist without a flush toilet. These are the same kind of people that have never seen a disposal, as a matter of fact. Not uh, not name any <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. Oh my god, am, what is this? Let me turn it on without fucking water flowing in it. That'll help. I I I am stunned that people watch AOC and watch that video and they actually know, like they actually believe in the AOC. Right? Oh, you mean the one where she's dancing around and jiggling? <laughs> I mean, so I so being, that's the you know, only one fair, with anything fair, that's actually believable right? about her. Let let's be let's be entirely fair. As much as we dislike her policies, she's cute, she's right? At, at the very most, at the very most, if we're talking about separate stats here too, at the very most, she's a seven in looks. Yeah, at the very, very most. I, but I mean, sure, as much as I hate sure. to admit this, only too. because she's surrounded by people like fucking Nancy Pelosi, what, who looks know, like that's the thing. Out no, of, that's no, the worst think, fucking thing. Have you seen old solid, pictures of Nancy? I, she's like totally an eight. I, I so believe sad. solidly that she's a seven. I could even see maybe an eight on the good days with a I, with I, a right light, but she puts a ton of time and a ton of effort into her appearance. Right? We may dislike her, but she's cute and that is why she's been successful. She is the first politician 
of a generation of people who aren't just boring, old-ass white people, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Don't go down that road because there's plenty of examples otherwise to the contrary. They're she's all not, boring and they're all she old. She was heavily promoted by the Democrat Party machine. Yes, yes and that's she what was. makes a difference. I, if I remember correctly, she went through something equivalent to like, uh, like the Voice or whatever for for political candidates, and she won. Something like that, I guess. Like she's she's the kind of bartender who can't unscrew a bottle cap. And yeah, why, I, why, I, why the alcohol can't come out. I I I can't tell. I can't tell whether she is was she the one intelligent and playing dumb, or whether she is just dumb. And I say this because, especially if she's been, if she's worked in a goddamn at a bar, and I'm assuming she had to clean up at least once on different nights, and didn't understand that what this fucking disposal was in the back. I, I don't I don't know what kind of bar you're working at because they're going to have that. Well, uh, actually, I've worked in kitchens. Although the, those are like pop up kitchens, kind of. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. So so that's that's more like. If she's working a party, if she's working a party bar, I can see that. But if you're working at a, a, a facility, they're yeah. gonna have a disposal. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Got to be got a, a lot I've of food at a number of. Uh, Food places and at least one strip joint, and none of them have had to say uh, have had one of those. Mind you, I know exactly what a disposal okay, is. Okay, strip places do have disposals. They're just not the right kind. True. I, I think I think Evan's point is much more relevant, uh, namely that even if you've worked predominantly at places that don't have have disposals, everybody kind of knows what one is. Yeah, I don't live right. such a sheltered life that I'll I be completely back in just a half second. Blindsided by that. But yeah, the uh, but, the thing I was actually going to list earlier, or not list, just read off, is the ADL statement, which it's oh, no. classic. I thought and, we I thought we'd successfully diverted off and didn't have to listen to anything the ADL had to say. Oh, we don't. I just want to put it out there so that people know what not to listen to. This this is going to make me sad. It's going to make me sad. I'm guessing Evan. more angry, but we'll see. So I'll just read it directly. There's I a try difference not between to be angry. Uh, Goose Fraba. <laughs> there's a difference there's a distinct difference between criminal doxing, a common tactic of white supremacists and others to facilitate the stalking and terrorizing of targets, and the important reporting of extremist and hateful activities. Our laws must clearly reflect that. Uh, basically what they're saying is, you know, it should be fine. We should be able to dox the right but not the left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got that. So, so I mean, I, I actually I think that I'd like to. Uh, so, so my fi- one of my my favorite production oriented YouTube channels, right? And and I got the I got to this uh, this this from from Craig's actual little 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 server. My server is reserved for actual nap, but Craig's <laughs> server is is reserved for shit posting. Shit posting, yes. <laughs> and uh, and and actually, there was a, a pretty good. Uh, I can't remember what the hell they're called. But in any case, they had James Lindsay on uh, for for a discussion this past week. They interviewed him, and uh, that was probably one of the better better interviews that I've seen, where they talked about the asymmetric treatment of the right, the left, and it's getting to the point where it's blatant. And even folks on the left are starting to say, "Hey, yeah, that's a little bit excessive." The problem that you have is tribalism, and we can't really, like, I used to rail against it a lot more, and then I kind of joined a tribe, which makes me sad. 
but I, I just can't I can't really stand this asymmetric treatment of uh, of one side, and I, I end up defending the right a lot more than I'd really like to, simply because they're not doing as as offensive things as as something like the ADL coming in and saying, "Hey, yeah, you we we should have the right to sit there and reveal personal information about people who espouse right wing ideas and those who don't." And that you know, like a pretty right wing idea in itself. Right. Well, I mean, no. Where did that come from? No, it's not a right-wing idea to do that. That's just a authoritarian idea. Yeah, right? that's, I, that's, I that's still believe that happened under Obama too. Let's uh, let's expose all these different people. Well, I mean, Obama, <laughs> what he he had uh, like a a specific amount of so so as much as as we had the investigation, the quote-unquote investigation into Trump, which really turned out that. During his campaign, they'd, they'd actually wiretapped him, and they'd actually sat there and monitored his campaign and campaign yeah. chat. Right? Like Obama also had it for, uh, for the, the very second that Obama was talked badly about in any professional capacity, uh, they ended up on a spy list. Yeah. Right? That 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 was a real thing. That was a real thing that he actually did. Yeah, never mind. Like, you, could talk, party was, you could talk you know, about Trump the Nazi, Trump the authoritarian, but let's – Let's pause for a moment and really yeah, revel in the fact what that the one journalist looked bad at Obama and he got tracked for the rest of his life. Yep. Well, hey, at least he didn't get droned. Yeah, you I mean, mean like those two Americans over in the Middle East. That was yeah, pretty smart. Well, yeah, like yeah. those Americans that he droned. Like that, uh, the one guy who might have actually been a bad guy, and then his grandson who went out looking for him because his dad couldn't control him. He killed a 16-year-old with a drone, an American. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what I I yeah. I, I would say. No so I'm trying to like I've I've been I, I'm always sitting there and going through a when did I sit there and and like switch sides right? Because in 2004 I voted Democrat, right. and I think they were reasonable back then. I really do. Like I still eh, fairly. You know what I could, I would I would say that a lot of the policies weren't necessarily, but the people definitely. Well, that and they had their I, masks, you know. Fully on and strapped on tight, so you really couldn't see their. Two no, I mean, faces. I, I like I, I respected. So Kerry went up against Bush, right? Sure. And Kerry's Kerry's platform was pro stem cell research, which I supported, sure. right? And, and it, like I don't believe that research in any form should be like a, should be disavowed, right? The government shouldn't sit there and put. You, we should not be erecting barriers into research. That's not to say that we should support all research. I'm just saying that we shouldn't oh. erect barriers into certain. I don't think so you're saying you're looking for a saying. job in Xinjiang. Well, what no, I'm, I would no, say no, no. Is that I'm, I'm saying have no, no, no say whatsoever in what the direction is for things like the uh, National Science Academies or the uh, NIH or or SBIRs that go out from them. I they wouldn't have any say in the research directions. I would agree with that. Not the politicians. But, you know, people that will actually operate in NIH, they should be able to say that because I, they are actually ones in the know. I totally, I totally agree. So, so that's a very, very clear distinction, and we should be clear what, as to what that is, right? There is a difference between stopping research, which was what Bush was doing back in 2004, yeah. into stem cell research, right, which I am totally opposed to. And promoting research, which is kind of what ends up happening now with a lot of the, the, the stuff on climate change, yeah. where you're actively funding stuff that has a specific outcome. 
both stopping research into specific uh, approaches, which was an actual law that they actually passed, limiting what research could be done with no, stem cells. They limited, they limited what federal dollars could go to. That was the no, important They thing. also limited the actual – you, you right. couldn't use fetal stem cells. Well, right. You, so what's happened shortly after that is they went ahead and relaxed it, and it was still a federal moratorium on research dollars. They so that, like in, the way that a lot of that works is you get SPIR, and then I'm pretty sure I'm sure I'm pretty sure that they still mandated a block in fetal tissue yeah. research until Obama took the reins in 2008. That was when that right. got overturned. That's what I was saying. So what I'm saying is that after that moratorium was yep. pulled. The issue was that SBIR dollars could not go out. And, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm and, okay and that, with that. That was also lifted, and um, that was one of, the, one of the major downsides of lifting that, uh, that restriction was that the, uh, the body parts of cut-up babies are being sold. I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand. I understand. So, so the problem that we're going to have when the research we start talking be allowed, about, but at the same time, it shouldn't be like a fucking marketplace. The the, the problem yeah. that you're going to have is this is bioethics, right? And bioethics yeah. is probably the only aspect of ethics that is remotely interesting, right? It's and really difficult to navigate. And it is really like it is the only thing that is the hairy fruit that we have to decide <laughs> whether we want it bite in or not, because there yeah. are when we start talking about bioethics, there are tremendous pro- potential advantages. Like but then you start absolute, going down the Nazi road. But then you start going down the Nazi road. That's a good way to put it because it's friggin' terrifying. Like, like you know, there's, there's like this. It's like it's biting the apple in the garden. It really is. It really is, and that's that's the problem that you have with bioethics. So, so bioethics. When it comes to bioethics, I am okay with people saying, "Yeah, we don't really want to fund this." And I am okay yeah. with people saying that. I am not okay with people sitting there and stepping in and saying, you can't do this, right? And that was where that was where Carrie essentially was, was that uh, yeah. you know, we shouldn't be funding it. I don't like Carrie where his current positions are because he basically bit the, <laughs> the party bullet hard. I want to make that very, yeah. very clear. Because he, he turned into, a, he turned into the, a fucking traitor is what he did. Yeah, 2008 <laughs> to 2021 Carrie is a shit biscuit and a shit biscuit. But 2004, yeah. Kerry running for a presidential election, I would still, I would, I would still support that. The second thing I supported was a student loan. So they had a like, if you commit, if you commit to doing a certain number of hours of community service, uh, that number of hours would translate into a ten thousand dollar student loan repayment that's, with no that's no tax. Not bad. Like that, you see, that's that's something I think should be okay. Like right, there, there's 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 certain things that. That you can do like as a, on a volunteer basis. Yes. That that help the community, like start, like going to the soup kitchen and helping out with homeless people. That kind of shit is selfless, completely selfless. Yep. And that is easily one of the things I wouldn't mind forgiving. Like, like you know, if you do that forty hours, like or not, if you do like uh, uh, say like four hours a week for a year, I think that's worth ten grand. I think so too. That's easily worth ten grand. That was that was the other policy that he had in two thousand four. That was like that's actually a brilliant idea. And that's better than just like saying here you don't get it or here you get it rather. Yeah, yeah, no, and then that's that's kind of like so the Democrats back in two thousand four were all workfare and all these other things. They wanted to expand social programs, but they wanted to uh, you know basically force people to actually have to do something for the money. And then in two thousand eight, it switched over to 
yeah, no, we're just going to give out money for free. Yeah, because right? Obama phones. <laughs> Obama ph- well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different, like, Obama things. Yeah, oh, that right. was, yeah, my Obama checks and my Obama phone and et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, yep. yeah. Yeah, and that, that was – The woman going to that rally was hilarious and it, so, so sad. It was – that was so, – so I will defend my 2004 choices for Democrats. But as we go on, they've just gone crazier and crazier. And I remember the biggest thing, going back to the, the tie-in to drone strikes, right, was right. I remember all of my liberal friends, because I was liberal, right? I remember when they went outside to protest, and we were like, it, the, the school was not entirely sure it was okay to go out and protest. Like, it's time, kind of tough to tell tell the student body they don't want to. But it was all, you know, George Bush and his war crimes, and I, I kind of bought into that, right? Like, I'm really not okay with torture. I don't think it's – I don't think it's well, – it I understand. Well, what's that? It doesn't, it doesn't give us useful data for right. one thing, and for right. another it thing, it's kind of bad. Yes. Uh, I mean, so so uh, where bioethics <laughs> is the hairy fruit of that one path leads you down towards being the Nazi nation, <laughs> right. torture is pretty clear cut. It doesn't give us anything useful, and it's kind of a shitty thing. Yeah, we, we didn't quite know back then because, like, you know, we hadn't tried it a whole lot, except we had. Um, but, like, there weren't studies on the on the matter. There right. are now conclusive studies on the matter. You don't right. get good data. And this is you something don't. you're now taught in military intelligence training. You and, don't and get good data from it. So, so when, when, like, a lot of people think that you can put somebody under pressure, right? But the uh, – so, so the problem that you have well, is that an individual pressure. who's being, being tortured will do anything to stop the torture. And that includes lie their fucking ass off. They will create information that is completely so, and totally false in order to get out of the fact that they're being waterboarded. Part of the reason why they would do this in the first place to to get to compel a lie, and uh, this is this is just stupid, but you know whatever. I guess it follows a certain set of rules. Part of the reason they would do that is to have a reason to hold them. Right. You, know, you lied. You didn't give us good information. You're here for longer. Now give us the real information. And but, that's just psychological torture that is not going to – it's still not going to get you anything useful. It just gives you more opportunities to be a dick. The, 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 the kicker is that there's actually a couple of useful ways for interrogating people, right? One – I can't remember yeah. what the exact method's called. But the, the, the method basically is a psychological breakdown where you so, – so we, we see in cop shows, good cop, bad cop. The actual way to do it is good cop, good cop. Right, yeah. where everybody is technically on your side. If you want to see, if you want to see this technique uh, used appropriately uh, to catch a murderer, when they go and interview the the friggin' retard like nephew or whatever, that yeah. that's what they're using. They spent six hours with him coaxing information out of him. That is just as likely to be false, by the way. Right, there's like an eighty yeah. percent falsehood on that, but you are much more likely to get confessions and information out of that. So the confession the, is useful by keeping an accomplice off the street. Right. But but that could also be considered forced testimony, et cetera, et cetera. It, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's the issue with that. Those are really, yeah. really questionable in the same kind of yes. way that it, that torture is. I mean, if you it really is. take it to its end, it kind of is a torture of its own kind. Well, it's it's yeah. a psychological breakdown, but it's it's nowhere near as violent. It is significantly more effective and faster than torture, but yeah. you're just as likely to get a, a shitty answer. What they've actually found is the most effective way of torturing, especially, uh, you know, like, uh, 
Muslim immigrant or mu- not Muslim immigrants, but uh, Muslim Muslim jihadists, mm-hmm. right? Is to yeah. basically give them a steak and a beer and a copy of Playboy and say, yeah. "Oh man, <laughs> what can you tell me about your side?" Because according to the Quran, I I haven't really these read are it all instead. bad things. Well, it's not that these are all bad things. It's that you are only required to resist in the name of Allah to the capacity that you are capable of. So, so if you're offered steak, beer, and a Playboy, what are you, <laughs> what are you to do, right? So like, the other they, side of that is, um, the, other, the other part of that is, like in the same way that Jesus forgives all your sins, even on your deathbed, kind of thing. Um, you can you can include the fact that they're allowed to lie, cheat, and steal in, in whichever way is necessary to accomplish jihad. So, and that can be the internal or the external struggle. Yep. So that that's like getting a get out of jail free card for your entire fucking life. You could be a horrific person even as you're dying and still get out of jail free. Yeah. You know, this, so, this, this, I'm, I'm sensing, really I'm sensing a, a very well. strong Jewish slant to this. Uh... There might be. So in this. <laughs> Just, I'm just saying that I don't think there's this is an unbiased well, look, response. Here's, here's here's the part where it gets really annoying with the uh, with the way that they treat their own religion, uh, and and you can talk to anybody who is a Muslim or was a Muslim about this, and they'll be equally frustrated when they start talking about things that that Muhammad does or doesn't say, and can or can't you can or can't do, etc. And you, you uh, try and bring this up with one of the Muslim scholars, etc. There's always a fucking hadith. You know, one of these little extra phrases that didn't make it into the big copy. That comes out of nowhere, where it, it justifies what they're saying. Or, you know, they're, always, they're constantly discovering new hadiths. There's always a hadith for this, that, or the other thing. So, that it, the, the way that there's all this post-hoc rationalization that goes on in the religion, from the like, top of the hierarchical structuring of the religion downward as well as upward from the bottom. Well, I mean, and that's, that's it's kind all, of thing. It's all post hoc rationalizations for, for doing whatever the hell they want to do and then having it in the name of the religion. When, the goofiest, when we start talking about yeah. the, the, the religion itself it, and the period of the Enlightenment, the, the, the religion of Islam was actually ahead of Christianity. It was extremely enlightened for a while. Well, algebra is a fantastic example of how fucking amazing it was at the time. Right. The, the, <laughs> the, to, to put it to put it to people who don't know, the Muslim world actually discovered that the Earth was round, that the uh, the the uh, Earth they named the stars. Sun. They named the stars. They were like super far ahead in science and religion and they sexuality. Got, they, they basically got a lot of stuff from ancient cultures that they had mixed in with. And yep. then in isolation, they didn't have the medieval blackout, so to speak. They didn't have right. the, Christian, uh, the Christian crippling. Um, That's a good way to put it. They didn't have any dark ages. They just kept going. Yep. And then they met the Christians and realized the errors of their ways, and then they stopped going. Um, well, or no, the I rest mean, of the world even, decided to keep going. Even even then, right? Like they they actually continued all the way up until the 1950s. Sure. Right. Oh, so, well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to be careful about where we're talking here, but specifically in Iran, definitely. That's true. Yes. Yeah. A lot the of a lot of the places. Going. A lot of the places actually continued under this religious structure, and they were more enlightened. They were more liberal. They were more free than yeah. most of the Western nations were. Well, I mean, we can look well, then, at Iran in like 1970. 
and that yeah. would be a, a wonderful place to go for any Western. Uh, yeah, it really would have been. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, sometime in 1970, and they all brought the out their freaking hatchets. And, yeah. and things got weird and complicated, and then there was Jimmy Carter, and uh, yeah. it just... And there was the whole cashmere thing nearby, and that wasn't a good thing. I don't, I don't remember anything about these sweaters that you're speaking of. <laughs> well, they aren't called Pakistanis for a reason. Mm. They aren't, they aren't called Jakarta cardigans, are they? <laughs> Indeed, they are. But yeah, so, so I mean, when we start talking about that religion, it was, it was actually very, very advanced, right? The only yep. problem is that somehow they, they basically reverted to the worst of the religious tendencies. The same thing, by the way, that we're on now with uh, the American left. Yeah, you're, right? you're literally they, watching this happen right now, the devolution of what was the left. Yep, and and, and so fundamentally we're talking about this um, the, this non-secular or non-theistic religion taking over – and we are we are just about ready to head back to the the jihad phase and the the whole oh, like. Don't you worry, Biden's going to put us back in the Paris Agreement and reverse the travel ban. That's going to fix everything. You know, the Paris Agreement is the most retarded thing we've ever. So stupid. No, I love it because it's it's a bunch of. Speaking of toilet paper, it's a bunch of that. You know, imagine stringing out the stuff from from uh, the Charmin Swamp and stapling it all together in little layers. That's basically the Paris Agreement. We so agreed to do the non-shit. We're gonna we're gonna do nothing, and we've written it down. Congratulations. So so to, to for, for the listeners who aren't familiar with it, the, the Paris Accords, right? The Paris Accords was a voluntary set of agreements by all of the nations of the world in terms of what they are going to do to limit their carbon emissions. And because we had Obama at the time, he would decided to be the first lemming off the cliff. Yeah. And he committed to the most extreme set of he things. It. He promised that. Now, now, when we start talking about could Trump pull out, could he not pull out, the answer is yes, he could pull out because it when we start matter. talking about international agreements, there is a process by which you can actually enter international agreements, and that is to run it through the House and the Senate, and then it becomes law. But because Obama entered the Paris Accords after – uh, the Republicans had taken control of the House and the Senate. He decided not to do this, which is why now every single time we get a Democrat president, they're going to enter the Paris Accords. And every time we have a Republican president, they're going to leave the Paris Accords. But again, this is a non-binding international agreement. It really is. And and that means that you don't have to do what you said you're going to do in the first place. That's right. one thing. So that means that there's no legal consequence for it uh, and, for and violating your start- own terms. And, and they everybody decided about, to do their own terms. No, there's no one universal standard by which the agreement right. is set. Yeah. So, so when we start talking about like a the concerns of climate change, we need to be very clear: the concerns of climate change aren't related to Western nations and Western nation emissions, right? Yeah, the concerns associated with climate basically change Africa are basically China. Africa and China, right? Well, no, Africa, China, and India. Oh, yeah, India yeah, is doing better. It well, is, India, India made the same agreement contributions that China did effectively. Although India said, nothing. well, so so China said that the the rate of increase in the rate of emissions would go to zero by 2030. 
That means they're right. going to stop accelerating their emissions rate by 2030. Yeah. So that not, means that, it in, doesn't mean it's going to go down ever so, in that so, period. So to be very clear, to be very clear to our listeners who don't, I, I don't know the exact number of degrees, right? But it is either one tenth of a degree over the next 100 years will be delayed based on all of the climate accords. Or one one hundredth of a degree will be delayed over the next one hundred years by the climate accords, right? It is, it, and that is using the worst case scenario models, which we've talked about on this podcast as being highly suspicious based on the actual experimental evidence that we have, right? So, so, so if everything lines up, it's like nothing. But whatever. And so when we start sure. talking about, like, why why is it that, that Trump left the Paris Accords? Well, we're already doing it. We're already doing better than we said we were going to do. That was the right. major thing. That was one aspect. Well, I mean, a lot of that's the conversion of, of coal plants to natural gas plants, which is pretty right. easy to do. Right. Right. And so, so the carbon intensity of coal is significantly less than the carbon intensity of natural gas. So we actually beat the Kyoto Protocols, unlike all of the other nations on the planet. Right. Um, that's the other so, thing. Is we've, we not only did we fulfill fucking Paris, we fulfilled Kyoto, like, which was funny because we didn't even we try to fulfill Kyoto, right? Like we we basically fulfilled the Kyoto Protocols Ironically by accident enough. and technology. We didn't think we didn't think we would. That was yeah. that was that became a joke. That that was that was just as funny as the OTA from South Park, the Ozo Terrorist Association, where they go yeah. outside and spray cans in the air. Yeah. Like, it was just as, as goofy as that. It's like, okay, Kyoto Protocol basically constrains some of the stuff we do with our products, but, like, other than that, our energy infrastructure is kind of intolerant to that kind of change. And then all of a sudden, that kind of change just kind of popped up out of the ground in Ohio. Which is largely because of gas plants. So so yeah. it was actually fracking that caused us to reduce our overall carbon footprint. Because by a lot, gas, too. By a lot, Right. So so what we when we sit there as chemical engineers, we'll 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 do try to do something a little bit as as simplistic as we can. Coal is a carbon to carbon bond. Right. There is energy that we release by splicing the carbon to carbon bond and putting oxygen in. Yeah. Natural gas is a carbon to hydrogen bond. That's its predominant bonding type. There's a couple other ones. You know, you'll see your methane, your 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 propane, your methane. A little, bit of, uh, a little ethane, a little propane, a little right. ethylene. But the overwhelming majority, just like everything else, is going to be the simplest compound, which is methane. At which right. point, that is a carbon to hydrogen bond, right? And there's four of those on a methane bo- molecule, and they are more energy per unit mass intense than a carbon-carbon bond. So by switching by by the time we got the fracking fracking dropped the cost of natural gas below the cost of operating a coal plant because coal has a whole bunch of other properties associated which it crippled the coal industry and right. you know, which is which in retrospect is kind of a good thing but at the same time we still got to find those people jobs yeah, yeah, that, yeah uh, that certainly hurt Pennsylvania, West Virginia, bits of Ohio. Yeah, really yeah it really did. And, and I mean, ultimately, ultimately, like, don't get me wrong, when Clinton turned around and said we're going to put these companies out of business, yeah. right? Like, that's a bad thing to say from a presidential campaign standpoint, but from a <laughs> practical engineering standpoint, like, that was going to happen regardless. What she should have said was, we're going to make new businesses, and we're going to get these people involved. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Instead, she said, "You're all gonna be fired." Well, you know, well, I they mean, can just learn to I code. mean, the, 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 better, yeah. the better thing to do would have been to highlight the fact that the, the industry was collapsing anyways instead of yeah. saying, my administration will cause you to collapse harder and faster. <laughs> the other thing was, of course, the, the coastal the coastal ship stays going, yeah, they should just learn to code. Let's get them to learn to code. They oh, my God. Code, right? That was the great you – know, And then they I, all I get fired because Gawker go. goes under. Hey, yeah, guys, you know what you should do? <laughs> you should learn, learn to, to code. That was that was the best thing. I uh, it became a hate crime on Twitter to tell one of these fuckers to learn to code. Oh, I know. Tired. I know. I thought oh, I thought that was the juicy deliverance there. That it really was. It really was. They set themselves up for it, and then all of a sudden, all of these journal. I actually so so oddly enough, I got into it with a journalist this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he turned around. He's like, I I will not debunk your lies. I'm like, yeah. That's all of a sudden, I, I, it was a GameSpot editor or something oh like that. And like, ah, I didn't realize you had an intellectual deficiency being a games journalist. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's hey, worse hey, than hold on a second. I'm sorry, buddy. Is your name sewed to the inside of your coat? Is there somebody I can call for you? <laughs> sorry, your name and address sewed to the inside of your coat? Oh, my God. It's 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 so funny. And Where's I'm your card like, card, man? Like, I specifically called that out, right, because I know what my profile says, and I know what his right. profile says. And I was like, yeah, you, you try. You very well try to sit there and call out a nuclear engineer working at a national lab, Mr. GameSpot Editor. <laughs> you're like, you're, I know what's going to happen. I know how this is going to go. I'm gonna See, I want to get one of those jobs. I want to get one of those jobs just so I can find you, like, one day. There's a fucking pseudonym, just be like, hey, yeah, I can, I will. <laughs> what? What? Uh, and then it's yeah. about a prize, motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, so so we yeah uh, we we yeah that was that was funny. The 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 editors the editors sitting there and and trying to tell me that I'm I'm confused by all of these lies, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty positive. That I actually literally get paid to decipher fact from fiction. You don't know your You, science, on the other hand, get paid to embellish any form of reality into a non a non starter. I mean, if you it get, was somebody you from like way journals or uh, like any reputable organization, maybe, but a games journalist. I mean, that's GameSpot. It's not even like a oh, legitimate wow. game journalist. Like, GameSpot, oh, dude, it's like a like, low rent game journalist, even. Man, right? Like, it's what not the even, fuck it's makes you think you got the right to talk to anything copy. other than like a janitor? Right. <laughs> even then, the janitor, janitor probably has a better degree. Oh yeah, no, or at the very least, real world experience that's useful for something. Right. <laughs> like how to not shit up a campsite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, learn to code was the the greatest the greatest uh, response to all of those those journalists losing their jobs. Oh yeah, I mean, I felt uh, I legitimately felt bad for some of them that were like that were just out there doing a beat. They weren't like part of the whole bullshit thing, and then they yes. get, and then they get piled on because one of their asshole coworkers decides to go out there and, on a and, then, and say, that's "Hey, one they're out of work." Downside in culture wars. Yeah, right. Like like we we do and we should. We should talk about the fact that not every single person that writes for any individual organization or any individual aspect of an organization is responsible for the bullshit that we are in. Oh, absolutely. Right? 
And, and I do think... There are specific people, though, that are just never going to be redeemable. That's that true. Sense. That's true, but I also most, think that there's a lot of other people... Not one of the things because it won't do it. Oh, yeah. No, one of the things that's a downside to the culture wars is that when we dive into this stuff, we drag a big net. Mm-hmm. And the problem is oh, yeah. that we catch some some folks who are just doing their job in that net. And then uh, that's actually probably what reinforces a lot of the tribalism. That definitely is. Yeah, the people yeah. in the middle. So you can see that right now with polarization of politics in general in the U.S. Like, I get routinely told that, you know, I'm, I'm a person who, uh, who is against mask usage, um, which to be, should be something hilarious for you to hear. And then I also get told um, that I'm, uh, I'm a Bible thumper, um, that I'm up Trump's ass. Let's see, there's other, other great little gems like that. Wait, um, that I'm for war in the Middle East. You, you know what? You know what I think the biggest thing I can say about you, Craig, is you are the primary user of the Baldo. <laughs> Okay, we gotta we gotta stop for a minute and talk about the fucking Baldo. All right, Baldo. Yeah. All right the Baldo. No, the populist needs to know. All right, you're so sold I, on this thing, listeners. Sell us listeners on the and viewers, Baldo, all sir. all seven of you. I am very sorry, but there are certain things that a man comes to in life, in in terms of his exploration of his own sexuality, and oh sometimes God. it's porn. And sometimes it's ridiculous things on the this internet. This isn't a fucking 12-year-old you're talking to. But, <laughs> sometimes but these things need to be shared because we just oh can't God. understand them in contemporary <laughs> in contemporary American functionality. And the Baldo is one of those. Someone Links has invented a Not way sponsored. to strap their balls into a device <laughs> so that they can penetrate a woman. Oh, my God. Or not? I don't it's, know. I, I really yeah, I still, struggle. I still thought it was called a baldu, but you know. So, baldu. so, 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 I do not believe that you could penetrate a butthole with, with this thing. I'm just saying. I don't think the structure is there. I think. Well, he's, not with that kind of attitude. Not, obviously, you know, it's not. You're going to have to try harder. He's considering that perhaps it's designed to help you complete a shocker without using your hand. That that may be that may be the general uh, theory behind the device. I can see how you can get certain stimulations out of attempting that. But but there are there are when we start talking about what what God has created in mankind, right? It is a a complex structure that allows us to uh, utilize a rigid apparatus for specific functionality. The Baldo achieves the same thing with a rubber gasket. <laughs> also, and you could somehow just say, I don't believe that it's wrong? capable of, like, where the penis may be over-engineered, I believe the Baldo is not sufficiently engineered <laughs> to go into one specific orifice, which is not designed to be entered anyways. <laughs> like, humankind has always had that... Can do attitude and the Baldo, the Baldo is the. This quickly went from an infomercial to a critique session. <laughs> so what are you saying? This is the spruce goose of sex toys or something? I I I suspect it will fly. I don't know how far. Out the window. <laughs> and you're probably right. The spruce goose. Honey, is this is not working for me. Okay, fuck it. 
<laughs> I I just I just have to imagine the individual who invented this thing must have been cucked so hard that he had to literally invent a plastic buildup. This wife turns to him and says, "Look, all right, your dick is just my not bull, there, my, man. my bull is so much better than you in bed, but I love your balls. I don't know how I, I can have both of you." And he goes, "I know." <laughs> This is the kind of thing that, like, I, as an engineer, firmly appreciate the actual attempt. Because there is <laughs> there is a how it works section, and I'm pretty sure no. it's filled with lies. No. <laughs> oh, believe, I am hey, so not reading this. <laughs> the, the how it works section is pretty great. The first step is to shave your balls. You see, that's a non-starter at the beginning. Yeah, right. I, there. Mean, I mean, I understand. Why would you bring sharp metal down there to begin with? <laughs> the second step is to insert oh, as man. many expander rings as is possible. Insert? Well, you have to strip it and stick it over. It's just. This it sounds very complicated mess. I, I mean, there are support structures and tendons that go into making you able to. Do the thing that you do, boys. And this is this is attempting to do it with two rings and a phallus-ish shaped object. It looks but more like a bullet. I, I it does it does look a lot like a bullet. I think my you know what's what's really weird. So take a look if we I, I really please Evan by all means post the picture at the very least. There is <laughs> a 3D printed surface that says Baldo on the side. Indeed, indeed there is. <laughs> that has to go in a hole. There is somebody oh, who is see, literally going for her pleasure. For her pleasure. Or Baldo for her pleasure, I suppose. <laughs> I would believe this is more real if it was actually like an engraved thing rather than a printed on the surface of the silicon structure. If it was if it was well, if they it was launched uh, the Indiegogo yet. They're not doing that until next month. So, you know, oh this, this is early days. I I just well, got it's animated got early what? access notification. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Every, over? Okay, the links are going to definitely be below and you absolutely have to check out the site. And, this, this this is these are things that you can't unsee and that is what the internet is good for. Yes. This is this is the this meat This is better thing. than the porn that it was designed for. This I I don't know what porn this was designed for because no, I no, still no, the don't internet believe it designed, actually works. You know what the internet is for, correct? Yes. Porn. I'm yes, a, it is. I'm in a bit of a long You've never period. seen Avenue Q, have you? I I have not seen the full <laughs> Avenue Q, but I have seen there enough World of Warcraft videos associated <laughs> with it. To okay. make it, uh, <laughs> I love that adaptation of it. It's that was that was really yeah. the best, the best, uh, the, the, you the, know, the foreign adaptation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God. I'm actually a little familiar with Avenue Q, so I have seen it on Broadway. I was fortunate enough to uh, to. Did show you actually? Up there. When there was when there was a showing, I was fortunate enough to be there. I I have tried to find it, and it does not appear to. This be This was a thing. long time ago, so. Yeah, you know, yeah. Recently. So, so I, I, hey, I'm not, I'm not a personally a bigger, big fan of musicals. Yeah. Um, it was the high school trip, so this was uh, like 2006, that winter. They, they let that, you that go spring. to Avenue Q for a high school musical. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. 
that was the thing. Is like there's going, we're gonna go watch this show, and then like those of us who are like semi in the know are just like, why the fuck would we want to see that? And then we went, we watched it, and I actually appreciated it. It was good. Really, I hmm. liked it. It was all right. It was mostly see, because see, the actors were really good. I remember, I remember high school being a whole bunch of. Uh, principals and teachers still attempting to espouse puritanical views. Yes, that was the funny part was they were doing that, but at the same time they're like, "Fuck it." <laughs> so the English teacher insisted on us seeing this, and I that's like she was, she was, she was a uh, let's see, I'll say a stalwart bitch in some ways. Um, did she, she was, did she, she enjoy enjoy some of her students in a non-professional? No, she she was not that kind of person. Actually, it turns out later on that another English teacher I had did, and that was disgusting because what a fucking asshole. So you're not. Uh, was it a she or a he? Different English teachers. The English teacher in twelfth grade was the same I had in tenth grade. She was an excellent teacher. The person I had in eleventh grade, he was an excellent teacher at the time. I did not know that he would be willing to get drunk and uh and see see that's and, the fundamental and difference. Get nailed by uh, another student. That that's the fundamental <laughs> difference, right? Actually I was not there at the time. It, I was it, well it, outside the school. As, as we all know, it is only it is only rape when it's a male teacher. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so so well, for let's men. say that I would <laughs> there's not there's not enough alcohol for the other one. Not not nearly enough. Well, yeah, uh, like, like we say, you uh, you weren't hot for teacher. Understood. Well, I don't, I don't see how any anybody anyway. Um, she insisted we see Avenue Q, and it was good, and I'm glad that she did. She hated me in tenth grade um, because I I fucking forced her to learn the control keys, control commands for uh, Word. How did you? force someone to learn the control commands. So she asked for my help because my dad was a computer person and she knew I was proficient with computers and built my own, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She said, can you come over here and help me? So I went over her, over there and helped her. She was doing right click, you know, the um, uh, hold down the shift key, click, I, I click in one place, hold down shift, click in another place to highlight text and then right clicking to do copy and paste. I said, no, you're doing this all wrong. So then she said, okay, what do I need to do? I said, okay, hold down control, Click C, and then go where you want. Hold that control. Click V, and oh, I see. Her, I thought you were gonna I, do any of the more advanced commands. No, then I had her do Z and X to undo and redo the process. And I said, okay, repeat those back to me. And I would not leave her desk till she did. Oh come on, well, that's, <laughs> she, that's actually pretty reasonable. Then she did. Yeah, that is fairly reasonable. Like I was did, thinking, this was gonna be like. No, this wasn't as bad as it sounded. I, that's what, then she did repeat them as she was exasperated, like for whatever reason. And then I went and sat down, and she well, hated I mean, me for a while. Keep <laughs> in mind, hilarious. this is an English teacher. Right. If it was a math teacher or a science teacher, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But it didn't. Right. So, so this person also got screwed with by a friend of mine. Uh, one day, he uh, he snuck up to her. He was in a different period for the class. But he snuck up to her desk uh, when they were doing like vocab in their chairs. And he put a piece of tape underneath her mouse. It was a rollerball mouse. <laughs> and so my dad had to come and fix it. <laughs> he just took uh, the tape off the bottom see, these, and looked these at are her. Like, so, 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 again, you know, I work on a site. There's, there's all kinds of classifications. Right. These are one of the things that you can do if somebody has chosen to leave their computer locked, as they should do. 
Assuming that somebody has not chosen to lock their computer in the appropriate way, you can simply change their autocorrect. <laughs> yeah. Which is a lot of fun. The other one you can do is set the system language uh, to, like, uh, to UK I English. wanted – I tried to do that. I tried to do that, but we only have English installed. Or or just set the different set the different time zone. I set yeah, it one that hour, set it either twelve hours or one hour to either side. I you know I I I tried to do that, but honestly, given the the fact that the majority of what we do is write work packages, it's really easy to just just change things to uh, so like my to like one thing or another. My favorite one to do is to take a screen cap or a desktop. And then, um, then get rid of all the put all the icons in a folder, uh, like underneath the, underneath their um, whoever they are, like just put it in their personal files. Then delete everything off the desktop, and then hide the start menu. And so they go and they try and click on the start button, and they can't. Oh yeah, and also move the start bar to the top of the to the opposite side of the screen. So they try you know, and go and they do I've the start tried bar. That, that that doesn't work as well for engineers. Right, but it's, so it's just the point. The point is, if you set it to the other side of the screen, they don't immediately go there. So they go and they try to do the start bar, and they can't click the start button, and they get all frustrated. And then they hit the start button on the keyboard, and they'll figure it out. But then they go and try to use an icon, and they can't use an icon, and they can't use the start button thing because that's already been like that's already told them that they're getting something's fucking around, but they're not going to know what yet. Yeah, I've, so, I've tried that. The engineers tend to figure that out pretty quickly. I'm sure they, they pick it up a little faster. But like I will that, say, I will they say, have to go to the other side of the screen is pretty good. So, so I've got a, one of my buddies. He uh, he does paint on the site. That's like his big thing. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you know the government doesn't do anything anything uh, in any way short when it comes to paint. We throw we throw the book right and all of the CFR at paint. Right. Right. Okay. So so I've changed I've changed paint to pants. So so it's it's pretty great because you go into you go into Word and you change paint to pants, right? And that's that's the only way to do it. But then whenever he writes an email and he sends it out <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh man <laughs> that, that one's pretty entertaining. That's good. I like that. That was really good. <laughs> It was it was pretty great because on a quick read you won't even notice it. Yeah, keep in I think, mind. I think I love that to go three three uh, three emails out before I was like, all right, maybe I should let him. Know that hey, buddy, he does a check. Oh shit, that's quality, man. That's quality. I I yeah. I thought. Uh, oh. I, I eventually, he eventually emailed me because he kept on leaving his computer unlocked, so I kept on having the opportunity to sit there and edit his thing. He finally sat there and said, I'm sick and tired of this shit and stopped sitting there with my word editor. Uh, oh, that is pretty good. We had a nice, uh, a nice moment of the world not being crazy. The world isn't crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, let's get back to it's it. It's only our politicians who are. Uh, well, not only. So, <clears throat> as we had talked about last week with um, Defense Distributed and Keybase, they're going to be yeah. moving soon. Yeah, uh, so that that um, that pisses me off. So that tells me two things: uh, Zoom is going is actively going to start fucking with Keybase uh, if they haven't already, and I can't recommend it anymore. Um, you got to do something else. There's there are other services out there um, now. The other thing is that 
it seems like it was specific to the Keybase file system, KBFS, uh, which is a shared file system with your computer file system. So it doesn't actually, it's, it's a layer on top. So like it uses its own folder, et cetera, et cetera. That's all well and good. Um, now the great thing about it before, so the, here's, the down, here's the upside on it. If they're not gonna fuck with it, then they're not gonna be able to tell who has what unless someone rats you out. But if they are gonna do basically a glorified man in the middle attack uh, with your own keys and shit, then um, then there's no no choice to uh, you can't stay with them. You're gonna have to tell them to fuck off. This is the they haven't had this thing uh, even a year yet before they decide to fuck it up. Unsurprising. That's the thing that's pissing me off so much. So right here. well, I mean, so 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 we talked about this a little. They bit They told last the week. team that they're gonna have autonomous action. They're they're not gonna be subject to all the other bullshit from Zoom, and that they're gonna be they're gonna be able to do their own thing. They're gonna. They're only bringing them in to do security consulting to get the app uh, underlying the Zoom protocol unfucked because it was all Chinaware. And now they're coming back and saying, we're going to get rid of anything to do with three printed guns on uh, on Keybase. And you have to say, okay, how are you going to do that? If you're going to do it by any way other than self-reporting, then that means you've compromised the security of the entire thing. Absolutely. So until they've clarified that, I can't even recommend this thing. I can't, it's just not possible. Well, well, so this is this is fundamentally what I was talking about last week, right? So so yeah. Greg comes in and he says, "Hey, look at all of this security stuff that you can do," and fundamentally, all of the security in the world doesn't matter a a, a, a ship it as long as you are the weakest link, and you well, are so always then, the weakest link in your security security. Well, no, that, that's not true. But when you make yourself the weakest link, then you have a hardened system. That's the that's the takeaway message I was trying to hammer in there. Is to make yourself the weakest link. Yeah, but but you are always the weakest link, but right? You're not. So That's the so, so and at the end of the day, all of these all of these companies have the ability to go in and sit there and shit on everything. But that's because not, you're that's not, not using true. something. That's so. Here's the thing: if you have a hardened security setup, you are the weakest link, and that is the ideal scenario to have. Because then somebody has to go through you, and you just have to watch out. If you have a weakened security system, if it's not been hardened up, then you are not the weakest link. I get that. I get that. But and take a look at this, problem. right? We Again, were talking last week about using Keybase, right. and at the end of the day, they are not. Existed because specific features existed. Again, this isn't making you, the user, the weakest link. If they, the provider, are actively fucking with it. Yeah, this is one of your tools failing you. I mean, I guess so. I guess so. So, so, so the the fundamental attitude that we have from a classified network system is that we are always the weakest link, right? Right. So, so, That's so there want. is you there is a fire, and I get that. I get that, right? Like loose link, loose lips sink ships. That yeah. is that is exactly. the fundamental. Uh, I, that is the fundamental dialogue that we have, which is one of the reasons why, well, Swalwell fucking a Chinese spy is a problem, yeah. and the fact that it hasn't been dealt Shit with... Shit that he hasn't admitted to yet, specifically so that he doesn't get his ass arrested. The the, the fact that, that we haven't sat there and set, arrested him over the whole entire thing is, is well, a serious problem. Held his ass in front of the Senate. Well, I mean, he stayed on the Intelligence Committee for a while after this was revealed. Either. Right. Right, so, so so we have this we have a representative and he didn't step down, who is fucking him. a Chinese yeah. spy 
right? And this is the worst of the worst. Like we are, we are. So, so part of our security training, no, no shit, is to literally, if you are not a ten over here, you are not a ten over there. That yeah. is literally how they approach security. <laughs> you, <laughs> the best. The be- if you find somebody who is way hotter than you, you should probably not be having sex with them. It's really a good baseline for all of your security. But the point is the, yeah. the, the same. Loose lips sink ships. And and while I get it, the key base is is going to sit there and, and – Well, imagine and if, the, with imagine, if secure, imagine if your secure server – Deci- uh, imagine if with your secure setup, they decided that now you're going to have civilian oversight with no security clearance come in. Right. And and not more importantly, have direct access to the data in the middle while you're trying to send shit back and forth with secure server. That's the kind of problem that they've opened themselves up to by speculation alone. So until they can unfuck that <clears throat> PR disaster they've just created for themselves, there's right. no way I can recommend it. And well, I'm I mean, migrating and, my shit away from that's, the, no that's the problem that you're going to have, and that's the problem you're going to have with most of the things that we talked about last week is fundamentally if you are not in control of the IP of whatever security software you have, you should just assume well, that's that why you don't Signal have is superior at the point. Signal right now is because it's open source. You can't just – there's no centralized fuck-up of it so far. You would have to have somebody who actively came in and befriended you and someone else, and then man in the middle, then and there. That's true. And then, and then broke the setup so that you were not communicating with that someone else again. They would have to actively get into new chats between two people. Yeah, and prior and that, to them that is to true. That is true for some of the open source stuff. So but there's, the there's problem with the open source stuff. stuff is the open source stuff tends to have a lot of problems. Well, that's the thing is is a lot of these problems get so so there's there's a way these dev cycles work. Typically, the way that a, a good protocol is going to happen is you have proprietary capital at the beginning, and then you hit a critical threshold where the implemented functionality is replicated in the in uh, public and open source sufficiently that the open source can take advantage of the many more hands-on and many more experts available. Uh, just the unpaid labor that comes in that effectively gets paid back by having a thing function at the end of the day. So Linux is a great example of this. There are hardened Linux implementations out there. There's plenty of them that are used for forensics, etc. They're all free. And there's a reason they're all free and open source. There's a reason for that. There's a reason they're so much better than a lot of the stuff you can find in the proprietary markets. So and I, I, do agree, I do agree. Technology like, say, Signal, then there is there is something to be said about that as a as a, a protocol and as an uh, a and, and, and I do agree when we start talking about the open source markets the open source markets are much better than anything that you can find outside of that and that's predominantly because they're handled by you know it's the same kind of thing as like Bitcoin or crypto or any of the sure. other stuff that we talked about here earlier at the end of the day. Each of these is handled by a series of separate entities, and they all kind of have to concur on the way forward. Right. Whereas when we start talking about, uh, you know, proprietary corporate shit, uh, proprietary corporate shit is handled by the company, and they the essentially kind of own it. This is the kind of thing where the guy who was behind it at the beginning, I can't remember, his, uh, uh, Andrew Coyne. I know it's funny. It's not spelled the same as say Bitcoin. Um, so that guy, like. 
uh, uh, Mr. Coin. Uh, the thing that would really make this so much better is if he turned around and opened up the Keybase source. Because that was an eventual goal, as far as I recall, before it was bought by Zoom, uh, that the key base would be opened up. And take that to note, also, Zoom is not secure, not even remotely. No, no, and, and to, 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 Zoom to has give, our, better, to give our, our, listeners, our listeners a basis, right? I, uh, so my wife and I, we are part of a search and rescue uh, group. Uh, that is what we do as our volunteer service to our community because we've reached the point where we feel that it is appropriate for us to get back. Um, our search and rescue service community group uh, meets on Zoom, and we have not attended a meeting in almost a year, predominantly because both of us end up working for the Navy as subcontractors, and there is not a chance in shit hell. I want to have them have access yeah. to anything associated with my thing. And because it goes, goes through Zoom, there is no way I will sit there and sign on to a single one of those those things. I will absolutely meet in person, but I will not – like I haven't been able to because we were, we were doing our master's class at the time. But I will not sit there and sign on to Zoom because I do not see it as secure. So – um, and, and in terms of like decentralization of certain things, there is a, a, a cor- there's a, a similar kind of thing with KBFS. There's IPFS, which is um, an expanded uh, internet protocol setup. It's uh, the internet uh, IP uh, file system. I can't remember the other parts of the work. But anyway, IPFS it runs off of the blockchain protocol, etc. And the idea is that these, these URL identifiers are uh, um, are are linked to different locations on this blockchain instead, and those are hosted by the network of computers. So at any time, if you if you donate compute time and compute space, uh, so in the form of memory and hard disk, to IPFS, you basically you have access to uh, initial upload, and then it's distributed widely. Wasn't uh, this very similar to the premise for MomCoin? It's kind of... Uh, so Filecoin is, I think, the related related one, um, but that one wasn't fully tied into it when I last uh, played with the system. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really dug into like I know Momcoin. So for those who are listening, Momcoin was supposed to be computational power distributed. Yeah. So whatever it was that you were, t- if you bought Momcoin, so, um, EOS right, is, a, is another for them. People are probably going to be more familiar with EOS, which is uh, which is a similar kind of idea. Hmm. Um, so that one you get like you get different types of uh, sub subdivided units for um, for compute power, for memory power, for uh, for drive power, for lack of better phrasing on that. Um, so uh, another another uh, messaging service you could use is uh, Riot. That one's pretty good. Um, there's a variety of uh, of different um, interweaves things you can do. Uh, you can go into uh, you can use Tor or I2P. For um, uh, for at least secured setup, uh, I wouldn't recommend Tor because the FBI monitors exit nodes and they can pretty well track if you. Yeah, use, that was that uh, was actually pretty that. funny. That was yeah. pretty fucking if funny. You, if you use it for more than like if you use it like thirty times, then uh, they monitor enough nodes so, where you're going to get caught. So so to understand to understand the Tor protocol, right? So you have entrance and exit nodes, right? And by the way, so basically element now, and I will put in. Uh, link for that for anybody that's interested. So, so, so when we start talking about the Tor protocol, everybody should know Tor, 
right? Yeah. Because Tor was supposed to be like onions and layers and all this other stuff. Yeah. What it fundamentally broke down to was entrance and exit nodes. So if basically, you're using the clear net, right. to be fair. So, so, so you would have this kind of like separate net of servers that you could access, but it was only accessed through a handful of nodes. And so while the, the FBI can't monitor your traffic as well as they would to say eBay or something that's a much more common site on the normal web, you could go into the dark web through the Tor browser, but the Tor browser could only get there through a handful of servers. And so so what the FBI has now done is monitored those handful of servers. Yeah, they so if you want to use the Tor browser, congratulations. Oh, You're problem. just as well monitored as here, you would here's, here's the issue that came out of that. It wasn't that they were using the Tor browser to do Tor activities, to do stuff like I don't need addresses. The problem was that they were using the fucking Tor browser to go to ClearNet addresses, which meant they went in one side and went out, basically, I think, randomly distributed throughout the rest of the nodes. Yeah. The FBI only had to monitor so many of them. So, again, like, like 30 or 40 of them, before they got enough information for people who were using it to, to do ClearNet activities to be able to track which nodes they went in and out of on a statistical basis. And then if you it, – it's just because it's distributed so well between the different nodes. It's not like preferential node clumping uh, or, or binning. You can't just – like you can go in and manually change nodes, but you can't pick which node you're changing to necessarily. Uh, so you can't like start – you don't just do like preference for nodes or whatever. So because it was so – it was randomly distributed and well distributed – they just had to wait on a significant enough portion, which is not that many uh, of the uh, of the many nodes that are out there, and just sniff traffic. And they don't even have to like they don't have to break yep. into the box or anything. They just check in with the ISP. Yep. So so like, so, so, so you're gonna me. use Tor use Tor to do onion address things, and then that's it, because they can't monitor you at that point. But if you're going to use Tor to do other stuff, you need to use I2P, which is layered on top of Tor. Yep. So, so to give people an understanding, right, let's say my, my IP address, and this is completely and totally wrong. It's, it's just for simplicity. 127001? No, I'm just going to say 86, <laughs> right? Let's, okay. let's screw the whole, you know, multi, you know, subnet masks and all well, that. That was the home address, which is the yeah. zero. Anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, one one nine two point one six eight point one. Yeah, no, 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 no. Where <laughs> let's say let's say my IP address was eighty six, and there were only a hundred motherfuckers <laughs> who are interested in this. So my IP address would go out to a specific location, and all they'd have to do is monitor all of these like thirty or forty different nodes in which I could enter the net. And basically, because only the people who were actually looking for, like, semi-legal or illegal things were entering through the Tor browser, all of a sudden, they just say, hey, IP address 86 has shown up X number of times. Therefore, we should probably watch what IP address 86 is doing, and then they'd use that to refine their search and gather more information about That's you. That's the thing is, is – Which, again, we say, goes back we say to like why 30... I say – the weakest point is always you, regardless of your protocol. So, and so if so, you don't monitor your yeah. shit, you are screwed. So that 30 or 40 that we were talking about, there are hundreds of these nodes. There are thousands of these nodes. But it's random are, in terms of the application. Right. So, so again, the point was they didn't have to monitor even – like if we're talking about a percentage of them, they were monitoring less than 1%. Yep. By, by a large margin there, less than 1%. They don't need to. They don't need to monitor that many of them, in order to be able to get enough data. 
because of the way that their core is done. Who is coming, who is entering one side and who is exiting another side. Because the assumption is, by the FBI, that if you're going in through the Tor browser into one of these nodes, you're probably doing something you're not supposed well, to it's, do. Well, that's, that's, so they, had, they did have people that were under surveillance. And the way that they were able to get their traffic was by monitoring where they came out. And they did that on a statistical basis. So it wasn't even like we assume that these are all bad people. It was we know this person's going in on this side, and now we're going to use the fact that fucking Obama is monitoring everything to go ahead and just monitor everything. So that was was one of the other things that peed me about the whole thing was the way that they, they got the warrants was so flimsy. But they did it. They managed to do a statistical correlation, find the traffic that was going in and out, and they were able to tell where this person was and hammer them. Yep. So that is broken. You want to do ITP if you're, do, if you're doing anything in the clear net. That's the important distinction there. If well, you're doing, I mean, if you're doing it, stuff it, in, in, in dark, if you're doing stuff like in an Onion uh, browser to, to go to Onion sites, like if you're, if you're using like Torch or whatever to your browsing uh, inside the, the dark web, then it's, it's a lot different than, say, going to Google in your fucking Tor browser. I mean, and that that's only a minor a minor aspect of things. So when we start talking about like, hey, they're making a ton of arrests of whoever sat there or went into the Capitol. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, right? I see people like Tim Pool, and Tim Pool kind of pisses me off with his whole, oh my god, this was a world crisis event shit. Because as far as I'm concerned, a there there's two two aspects of this. The only reason it's a crisis is because Republicans are pussies. If Republicans turn <laughs> well, yeah, technically the public owns the Capitol building and they, they technically have a right to be there because it's their building that they paid for with their taxes. Right? Then we would have and that was the argument they were putting forward, we would have less of an issue than this oh my god, it was a world crisis yeah, event. An assault on our democracy. Right. Uh, I love that it, fucking phrase. Not, as if everything not. else they have them doesn't. It's, don't it's, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you should have beaten the shit out of the cops that you did, right? Like people sure. shouldn't have died going into the Capitol building. Like, but it looks like a guided tour more than it does, uh, you know, Black Lives passing. Matter protest. Well, so right here's the thing: I'm all in favor of them all getting arrested. I'm in favor of all of them getting not necessarily arrested so much as just given a ticket for trespassing. Sure. Or maybe being brought sure. in. Maybe being brought maybe that'll, in. Maybe that'll, that'll take a, a chunk out of the national debt that was. Let's no, here's the other thing. And, and, uh, to come, and to at least bring them in to help them find who did stuff like vandalism or beating up cops. Yes. Shit like that. Like, just yes. find, find those fuckers and crucify them in court. But everyone else, like, yeah, you're trespassed. Get the fuck out. You know, like the Antifa guy. The BLM guy. I don't even think they fucking trespassed. Like, we own that building, right? Right. We own that goddamn building. We, the public of America, own that building. We did not yeah. trespass into a building that we own, right? Yeah, you can't make argument. the claim that yeah, okay. So most people wanted us out. Screw you. I have a share of that building. I have equal access as everybody else, right? Well, now, as a, beating as a the taxpayer, cops, yes. Smashing the windows, all of that stuff, inappropriate. All of that's inappropriate, right? But you have a right to be in that building. It is not a crisis of democracy. You watch these people walk between these these roped-off lanes, and they're just freaking walking through the building. They aren't burning it down. 
They aren't really doing anything massively destructive. Yes, there are people who died, and that's a shame. And anybody who was participating in that should be arraigned and put in jail. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. But it is not this crisis of friggin' democracy. What is the other like thing? Now, they found the, well, they found the pipe bombs at the RNC and DNC uh, offices or whatever. You know what? People, now here's, here's my take, and here's my take on that. They have that, that fucking bitch, what's her name, who's heading up, what is it, BLM, who put the pipe bomb that did go off in the building, uh, and then she got her sentence commuted under Clinton. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't want to hear any of that shit coming out of them because you know, one, of your little, one of your fuckers who's actively leading your shit right now was a person who went in there and put a pipe bomb in and set it off and did more damage than was done on that day this month. You know what? You know what I think she needs? A little bit of the Valdo. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I honestly uh, that, don't I, think I bet that you, would I bet you her day would be made better if she had a little bit of, little bit of Valdo going action. Right? It, you know, well, it might, but I don't think it would actually improve the rest of our lot. <laughs> if I'm I, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the problem that you have with these things is ultimately all of these people, right, who go in. Well, they're all these, fucking hypocrites. They're, they're, they, are all, they are all hypocrites, right? That's absolutely true. But A, it's the people's space, it's the people's building, they have a right to sure. be there. B, it's not like they were burning this shit down. This does not look like the Black Lives Matter protest. There's no like to it. They well, yeah, it doesn't look like the riots right. that had happened there, what was it, like, a month before? The worst when, case uh, scenario is that Nancy Pelosi had to delay whatever speech she was going to make for two hours. So she probably went to a fucking bar, got herself a few martinis, and then showed up on the floor. Oh, no, she didn't have to go to a bar. The bar came to her. That's what she has AIDS for. <laughs> That's probably true. But, you know, well, the, the, bottom line is, the bottom line is our, our representatives had to sit there and pause their magnanimous speeches, which nobody's listening to, for a couple hours. Oh, woe be the inconvenience. Oh, but, you know, the fucking uh, Rashida had to bitch about shit. Uh, Chaya Paul was funny. She probably was already infected before she showed up there. She's complaining about people not wearing a mask. None of them got oh my infected. God. She's the one who came back with a positive test result saying they were bioterrorists. No, and I well, tell you that. Someone else called them chemical terrorists. That's the other thing. We, we sit They're there and we want to start talking weapon. about this dark future that we're kind of walking into. This and, and the majority of the nation, the majority of the nation thinks we're headed towards civil war. You want to know why that fucking is? It's because of this this rhetoric from the Democrats. And I'm not Absolutely. saying that as somebody uh, – I'm, I'm not saying that as somebody who is, like, staunchly Republican. I won't defend Trump in everything that he does. But he at the like same time yeah. – what's that? I said he sounds like a dick. He does. He does. He does. But I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, pussy, the, the, so. the Republicans are pussies. I think we can all agree that the Republicans do not stand any ground that they can see, <laughs> right? Like, they just don't. They don't. So, so to turn around and sit there and deal with this, right? It's not some sort of rebellion against the state. It we didn't burn anything down. I mean, nothing. Wanted to be. It's nothing, so funny to watch. No crisis happened. This isn't bioterrorism. This is a handful of people. They're actually did more day. damage in that one at what two-hour window than those fuckers did all of last year and the rest and the rest yes. of last decade. Yeah. How many billions in damage have to be done? 
how many how many other lives have to be lost before it becomes comparable to a Democrat? Well, and that's, that's because the thing. How many lives? Like, what are they doing? They're immediately going to Benghazi. Thirty-two or forty people died from the BLM riots over the summer. The thing, yeah, the thing that they immediately go to is comparing it to Benghazi, and that's oh just God. not even comparable in the slightest because it wasn't any of the people attacking in Benghazi that got killed that they were whining about. It was the four people that killed that were inside horrible, the compound. Horrible now, comparison. Now, had four had four members of Congress been killed, then they would have been able to make an accurate comparison. But yes. no. What happened? A guard died tragically, and then that one crazy woman a, a guard died, died, died tragically. Someone hit him over the head with a fire extinguisher. That right. is 100% inappropriate, and whoever hit him over the head with a fire extinguisher should be locked up forever. All right. Right. It was like I'd actually one, be okay uh, with Biden down approving to her cardiac stuff. arrest just as a by the yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The motherfucker who comes in who, to a cop who's just doing his job and decides to end his life over it or even risk ending his life over it by hitting him over the head with a fire extinguisher, that motherfucker should go to jail and or death. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to cry. That being said, it's not, you know, the, 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 we're, we're sitting there and we're talking about our representatives arguing that Republicans are out there to kill them. Republicans don't have a spine, right? How can Republicans stand up to kill somebody when they can't get up, be bothered to get up off their couch? Well, you can count as many did as basically the ones that were well, willing to support Trump in uh, all this. And they're getting a uh, real they, uh, crash course in uh, cancel culture. What's going to happen is, uh, you see, there is at least the 10 in the House that were willing to borrow the stick up their Democrat partner's ass to, uh, to stand up straight for long enough to cast a vote to impeach Trump. And while that's hilarious and all, this whole entire thing has become a partisan tool, this whole yes. process. Yeah, and well, you know what? You know what? Here's, here's what I want to see, right? Because, because when like we start talking we about assume, the fact that we, we start assume talking half about, Senate, like, go ahead. Well, when we start talking about the, the, the Senate and the House races, right, the fact that it's Democrat now, it won't be next election cycle. It won't be, right? It, it will probably be a Republican Senate and a Republican House next election yeah. cycle. And the reason I say Not that – this point. The, the, the reason that I say that is because ultimately the only reason the Congress got to be in the state that it's in right now is because a whole bunch of people who were party elites that didn't – like basically Trump was going to kick them to the curb because they're part of the swamp, right? They got kicked out in 2018, right? They go up for re-election in 2020, or a large portion of them do. Or what, what is it, six years for the Senate and – Yeah, and two years for the House. Some Something like that. So a whole lot of people are about to be up for re-election in 2022, mm -hmm. right? And on that day, it will probably switch back to Republican House and Republican Senate. That's that's my guess as to what's going to happen. And when we start talking about that, like all of a sudden we should be talking about – you want to talk about impeachment? I really want to see the House members introduce on – January, January, whatever of 2023, right? I want to see them introduce an article of impeachment against Biden for the emails. Yeah, I've got What's some that? good news for you. That's happening on the 21st. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I believe it is. Yeah. The one who uh, just recently got uh, 
suspended from Twitter for twelve hours. She's got uh, she's got significant enough lady balls to use a baldo. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I mean the, like, the problem is articles so, the, so the reason uh, the reason I I don't want to see it done before that, right? Nope, too bad. I don't want to see it done before that because it doesn't have a point. Well, I mean there is. Oh, it has a point. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing will come of it. But well, that, that's what I'm saying, right? So if Congress and the Senate in yeah. 2023 sit there and run through articles of impeachment on Biden, they should do it for the emails, right? We've got ample evidence. Mm-hmm. That he actually was a corrupt political leader, and we should deal with that and dispose of him as such. Right, and then, the whole as soon as he's impeached, they should introduce article of impeachment against Harris, and that should be done based on the fact that she created a bail fund oh, yeah, for the BLM protesters, contrary to the Fourteenth Amendment. Yeah, well, <laughs> boy, that's the kinder way of putting it than I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also for the fact that, you know, we don't know what kind of heels she was wearing when her heels were up. And that was something the American public deserved to know before they voted on her. What's that? What kind of heels was she wearing when her heels were up? (laughs) Are you you talking about the, uh... Wait, no, her heels weren't up then. Slick with, uh, with Willie? Yeah, when they were over her head. Why would they be over her head? Because she was holding onto her ankles. I thought I thought that she was on her <laughs> knees. Oh, that was just poor play. <laughs> oh, it's fucked up. <sighs> so there is one topic I do want to cover before we. You know what I think the real question is going to be in 2023? Did she use a baldo? <sighs> well, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if she claimed to do so. Maybe yeah. maybe she's an early adopter. Well, I'm sure she'd do it. She'd say so if it got her better, uh, better ratings in um, an office. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see her flip flopping faster than old Swift Boat Carrie. Oh yeah. But uh, I do want to cover one last thing that we covered kind of a long time ago. But how to handle dealing with a phone in uh, OPSEC. Oh, so I can uh, help you out with this pretty quick. Um, you don't, don't if you have a, well use Android. And uh, and then don't use Google. Root your phone. Put an OS on there that is not Google based. And they do exist. There's plenty of them. You can pick and choose. There are other app services that do not rely on Google services whatsoever. Um, Aptoid is one of them. Yeah, Even though Aptoid uh, is on a Google service, like you don't like there's there's plenty of videos out there that are even on YouTube, which is again just extra irony points here for how to be able to get around dealing with services like Google. And because Google has shown their fucking hand recently uh, yeah, with how they, they want to do really things, did. yeah, they can go ahead and suck both of my nuts with uh, with a baldo on them. You know, they can, uh, yeah. they can fuck right off. That's, that's good. That's good. We should, uh, you know, just saying, Evan, we, we should really get product promotion in here, right here. I'm, I'm saying, if, uh, if somebody's looking to advertise, the, we are... The Baldo available. should sponsor us. This is not forward. sponsored by Baldo. Because I will happily talk about the Baldo in every episode. My God. I mean, I, I would not necessarily be averse to finding a way Baldo get in touch. So, so did we have any questions from last episode? Unfortunately not, but... That's the, cool. uh, I mean... 
We do have seven users. Keep in mind. Hey, hey, look. That means we could have had seven questions. Yeah, All right? True. They're slacking. Or or unlimited <laughs> questions. Well, we got one left, right, so hopefully, you know, that, that means maybe there might have been a question. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, if, uh, what we should probably do at some point here is set up something where they can submit questions centralized instead of trying to find us in different services. You know I, what you I do or or we can start twiddling. Feel free to spend your free time. Or or instead of like last time where we said things on air, we could just have the we could like have our Twitter links in the description of the episode. I, I make uh, sure. Well, to I mean, are we are we all still going to continue to use Twitter? I mean, I mean I'll my... monitor it. I'm I'm kind of I'm still kind of using it there, but like I am migrating over to Mines. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that where everybody's going now? A lot of people showed up there recently. Yeah, mines. Um, on Gab. Uh, speaking of mines, as a matter of fact, they recently got uh, the ultimatum from Google as well, but yeah, they were able. That's to, what I was uh, talking about. They, they were, were able to come out with a last-minute fix that uh, even. What they did was they crippled their phone app, basically. Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely crippled. You can. But they're also going to be moving to something that's end-to-end encrypted Wait, later so, on. So, so what happened with mines? I I have not been. The ability to comment publicly on someone else's post is crippled right now because of Google's ultimatum. That was swiftly followed by Apple's ultimatum. Um, and the ability to post a couple of other types of content are also crippled. Right now, like you can... For, for instance, what? Let's be specific here. Well, like I said, you can't comment on someone else's public post. At all, period. Period. Right. No comments. Imagine Twitter without, re- without uh, replies. Got it. And then you can't, like, I think you can't post video content right now, right? I'm not 100% right. sure, but I think so. It's, it's, in the, it's anyway, their, their ultimatum letter, they, they specify. There was, a, there was a Mines post on this shit somewhere. Uh, I have to find it. All, all I'm saying is this is going to trigger an antitrust suit. Yeah. Uh, no, really no sure. absolutely. And since there's um, actually international eyes on this now that I was honestly yeah. not expecting. I mean, Merkel, of all people? Wow. Well, see, see, I think the thing is that that our companies are so used to so so realistically, I don't think that the left is as powerful in foreign nations as we like to think it is, right? So what's ended up happening is when they started doing things like banning Trump's accounts on Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of this. A whole bunch of foreign politicians said, whoa, we don't want to have this happen, right? Like, I get it. These are American companies dealing with a president in their territory, but they, they don't – they think that power is a little bit excessive. And that's what I think ended up happening. I don't think the left is as powerful internationally as they think they are. Well, it's a different brand of left is the problem for them. Absolutely. That is a fact. Yeah. So, like, yeah, look the, at the Brits are not as, well. as far socialist as we are, right? And they're certainly not into as much as... Well, as the much socialism as, part is they're deathly against that. That's, that's one of the things they've... A lot of the different places that they have a stable form of semi-socialism going where they're okay with it, like France, or they, they outright reject it, like, say, in England. Yep. And, and so, so so I think that's that's kind of the thing is, is that the American left has... We've moved. We've moved from being left on social issues to being left on authoritarian issues, and that's yeah. I think the problem that they have is that's starting to make the rest of the world rather uncomfortable. As well, it should. 
Yeah. As, well, it should. It should scare the ever-living shit out of you. It should. Because it, should, uh, but... it, it always ends in death and suffering. It always does. That's just the way it works out. I, I really hope that Merkel, what is the Australian Prime Minister and um, the British Prime Minister, end up sitting there and doing something that really harms social media on these fronts. And so it rains them in. They because are... I, think, I think they're in an echo chamber, right? They're in an echo chamber. They're only listening to the San Francisco Bay Area. And they, they just don't understand that's not what the rest of the country's like. The rest of the world, even, for that matter. Yeah, Much yeah, less absolutely. the rest of this country. I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> the most detached people in the whole world. On that, uh, right. on that note as well, that recently came out from Veritas, and there's apparently more coming from uh, Jack saying that the uh, censorship of Donald Trump is only just the beginning. I actually didn't find that to be that, that big of a deal. Well, it's not that it is, but it's that uh, it's just another mask-off thing. It's like, okay, well, he is aware he is actually in control of this to some degree, and he is making the decisions. Uh, and that may be You know, some might have been able to say before, well, maybe, you know, it's a company out of control, which, <laughs> you know, you could say that. But, no, it's probably a, a lot more him. And, a lot of things. And I guess I guess when we start talking about the Senate testimony, what he's saying now is in contradiction to what he said in previous testimony, which Absolutely. makes him technically liable for perjury. And yeah, but, which he should be prosecuted for. Yep. And now that there's international pressure and evidence, something could happen. It'll be interesting. You know what I'd like to see happen is I'd like to see Brennan in a fucking jail cell. Uh, that'd be a fine thing. Yeah. I think a single yeah. person would be upset if he got his ass pinched. I, I, I'm, for me. It, 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 if we, we want to talk about the Mueller probe, like, seriously, that was that was one of the most banana republic shit that has ever been pulled in any Western nation for a really long time. Yeah, almost on the we level are of having 40,000 troops uh, instead of celebrating people at your inauguration right we're we're investigating a sitting president based on nothing but opposition research that's a problem bad opposition research no less yeah that we could confirm and we knew we couldn't confirm at the time that we began the investigation and unfortunately in the meantime since all of that got declassified just recently ah, they, they lost the information that actually gave them the initial confirmation to go after it and then when they found it again they lost it again and they lost it a third time man really they've got, the, they got the worst luck over there i'm telling you the, those uh, those glow in the darks man they just had the worst luck with records they just they just keep losing them well, that's, that's that's the thing, you know. I uh, either either the Democrats have the best IT professionals in the business or the worst IT professionals in the business, depending on how you want to look at it. But uh, as as I said, they're uh, what is it, super Gaussian. They they have a super magnetic personality, as in literally any single time a liberal gets near a hard drive, it gets magnetized. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> kind of crazy on that. Kind of, kind of crazy, yeah. Or I guess I could reply with the, you know, the, the classic adage: "Stop, hammer time." It's probably because they get one of these pictures on there. This last picture, it just kind of scrambles the whole entire thing. Yeah, entirely possible. 
All I see is yummy, gay Winnie the Pooh. Which, you know. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, Craig. I get it. It's okay. You don't see freedom, independence. You are, you are, you are free. You are free hey. to. Republic of China, Tibet, Dalai Lama. Oh, Freedom that reminds me. Yeah, that would require me actually opening Dafa, and just and to uh, autonomous region. Yeah, just to actually make comment on something that recently occurred. I think it's unfortunate that Mr. Pompeo uh, decided not to visit the superior country of Taiwan instead of uh, staying <laughs> here. I think it would have been a really great way to just uh, sign off. This is this is a good uh, explanation for that. Mm. It's a uh, Ginny the Pooh meme, just as a by the by. Ginny Jin Pooh. <laughs> but yeah, it is a real shame that Mike Pompeo decided against visiting the superior country of Taiwan and just saying, you know, this beautiful island nation, you know, with its neighbor, China. Uh, it's unfortunately overly aggressive neighbor, China who should be a friend of Taiwan, the superior nation, but they are not. And it, uh, and it is. You, know, you know what? what is what is stunning is they're sitting there and they're talking about, like, being afraid that Biden is going to get assassinated during the coronation. Like, we want to sit there and we want to talk about Taiwan. Okay, I get it. If the Democrats stepped out of line, China Biden wouldn't get his money. <laughs> but But now they're afraid that... People are just going to assassinate him straight out. And so they don't arm all the... <sighs> yeah, so I, you, you send I, yeah. out 40,000 uh, troops, and then you don't give them any bullets for their guns. I should say cartridges, excuse me. So, because hmm. I've got literally nothing else to say, and I'm... No, I, I, I found it myself. I think this is a really good place to go ahead and cut it for the night. Sweet. All right. So, be well, be safe. Um, don't go to Washington D.C. Just yeah. stay away. My boss actually asked me about that. He asked me if I was going. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Just... You turn around and say, "You sure?" You're like, you know, you're pretty into this. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm part of the cleanup crew. <laughs> if shit happens. I I fixed the mess. I don't sit there and start it. Yeah, yeah. Just 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 don't. That's all. You know, just don't. Zero reason to go. It, like right. not, not a single reason to show up. It's supposed Here. to be an online inauguration to begin with. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's been something. Talk to you again soon. <laughs>